It's time for exciting Blue Jays boys basketball action on WJMT. Our game is brought to you by Dave's County Market, Culver's of Merrill, The Pizza Shop, Park City Credit Union, West Side Market, One Way Collision Center, Subway of Merrill, Lincoln Windows, Church Mutual Insurance, Napa of Merrill, Chips Hamburgers, Ron Piffle Optometrist, Heinrich Convenience Store and Arby's of Merrill, Merrill House of Music and Home Entertainment, Bergner Contract Carriers, Nicolay Bank, the Merrill Ice Draggers, Wendorf Bus Service, and the Merrill Boys Basketball Booster Club. Now let's send it to Ollie Burroughs for all the action on WJMT. And joining us a little early tonight for our pregame show, he is Troy Peeper, boys coach. After that, we have a very special segment that we'll be telling you about, but Troy gets first on the docket tonight. And he just nods and smiles. <laughs> I, you remind me of that friend I had. He was my teacher, actually. Had. Went out to half court, took one shot, drained it, and then just walked off. Yeah. So, Coach Troy Peeper tonight, Wausau East. Uh, very important game, not just because of conference, but uh, try to get the, uh, get the ship a little bit righted from that unfortunate trip we had down to Wausau. Fair to say? Yeah, that was, that was a rough one. Um, we're a different team now, so I think we'll be all right. We'll see what happens. All right. How are we doing health-wise? Good. Carson's got a little bit of a growing thing. He's not going to start tonight, but we'll see. We'll see how he feels after warm-ups. He might be able to play still. Okay. So he's, he, he, he is what we would call questionable at this point. I would say that would be a fair questionable call. And uh, just uh, because we'll ask him a little later, how's Ethan progressing toward his uh, – 2023-2024 performer. Uh, I haven't heard anything less than what it was, so I'm guessing good. Okay. All right, so let's talk about it. We know what happened the last time round. It was a rather sound defeat and uh, a scrappy game at best. And so we take a look at it now. What kind of adjustments have the Blue Jays made for tonight's contest? I mean, we'll have a couple different wrinkles, but at the same time, um, when you look at the stats from the last game, it's it's more effort in executing than it is uh, changing a lot. Uh, the transition points in that game was 25 to zero. <laughs> I mean, get back on defense. Uh, so we we were we were 0.5 points per possession. If we would have just met our goal at one point per possession, we would have scored 72 points and lost by one. So it's just, it's being more efficient, take care of the ball, get back on defense, simple things like that. And then we'll have a couple of wrinkles here or there defensively tonight. See, just try to keep them off balance, I think, is what the as plan you, is. As you take a look at it, that transition was, couldn't have been any worse at 25-0. No. Yeah, and it was, it was a lot of live ball turnovers too. It wasn't, I mean, we can't let their, their pressure uh, speed us up tonight. Tonight we really focused, we really focused yesterday on practice, and it's and it's going to be it'll be interesting to see how well we execute it because it's not our style. But we're going to try to really grind out possessions, make them play defense, really focus on great shots. Um, we're going to spread it out and and pass and cut and see how things go, um, and make them play some defense because when you watch them on film, they. They can be a bit lazy on defense. They like to switch a lot. They like to stand. So I think if we can grind out possessions, we can get some easy layups on the back doors and stuff like that. And then, but to do that, we can't let their pressure make us 
sprint down, one pass shot or drive out of control. And it's a and it's a balance too because when we do break their pressure, there's gonna be times where we can get layups that we still have to take those. There's 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 a time to go and then there's a time to really pull back and, and make them work. So we'll see. As you look at the ideal tonight, over under 70 points. We, in order for us to win, we need to both, we have to be under. Okay. And so do they, obviously. So um, th th this is a case right now where we have to slow the tempo down and make them play at our pace, not us running at theirs. Right. They're, they're, they're very much similar to Mosinee, where they're they're willing to turn it over. I mean, we, we turned them over 19 times in that game, and they still scored 73 points. They they're okay with it. They they just want to go. They want to go. They want to go. They want to go. Mount St. Mary's many years ago, any shot more than 10 seconds and it was too too slow. These guys are in that same type of category, run and gun. Yeah, pretty much. They they want to get out and go. They want to use their their defense to create a pace. Um, and and we'll see. I mean, we, we need to do the opposite. Now, we, it, it, I, like I said, 70, 70 is, um, we have to keep them under 70. If we right. score, if we score over 70 because we execute, that's fine. They it, just got a guy kicked out of the game, by the way. Oh my, he, he got teed, but I did Twice. not see, oh. And it's his fifth fall. Other than that, Mrs. Lincoln, but anyway, moving right along. As you take a look at it now, uh, will Eli uh, be uh, doing any uh, varsity bench time tonight? Eli, I mean, he'll be on the bench. I don't, I don't foresee minutes, hopefully. Okay. I mean, I don't know. It's hard to tell. It depends on how the game goes. But, but like Eli Cooper, we'll see. I mean, they would have second half minutes only, so it'll be tough for them to come into that kind of – this kind of uh, – and, Pace and, and, and Cooper's and, and, back and with full health. Back. Cooper Wendorf. Cooper Wendorf. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. So the so this secret is secret tonight is under, 70 under 70 for them and for over them. 70 for us. That would be ideal. All right, Coach, we will look forward to seeing you after the game. Coach Troy Peeper, thanks for joining us. Sounds good. And also, I just want to say congratulations to my uh, – that that's a pretty – that's a hell of an accomplishment for less – to do it in less than three years. There's not many boys or girls that can, can do that. So – that's a great accomplishment. Not to tease your next segment. No, but, no. But just you so would everyone never. knows, the special segment is my eyes. <laughs> I can always count on you, Coach <laughs> Troy Peeper, and we will be back with that special segment honoring senior girls guard Maya Ott after this. You're listening to Blue Jay Boys and a little girls basketball right here on Blue Jay 96.3. And welcome back to the Merrill Fieldhouse. I am downtown Olay Burroughs with the dynamic duo of Ott and Ott. Yes, you know it. I can't even do it any more than Maddie and Maya. Saturday night on the road, 59-35. The Blue Jay girls won, but as Coach Troy Peeper said, never stealing my thunder, of course, in less than three years, Maya Ott top the thousand point mark Maya thanks for joining us talk to us like I mean we were up together in Crandon and you were that that night you were just trying to stay vertical yeah. and you got through 10 points and you needed seven talk to us about what happened Saturday night at DC Everest on the road 
I just wanted, first of all, the goal was to win the game, of course, and if I reached a thousand points, I'd be happy. But I'm just glad we got the win, and just a thousand points came with it. Uh, by the way, how many did you score on, uh, uh, on I believe Saturday? 19 on uh, Saturday. A mere 19. This was not marginal. <laughs> so it's somewhere around 1,012 now. Yep. I have to take my shoes off to keep count. But anyway, congratulations. Most people, Coach Troy Peeper set it up for us, Maya. You did this having scored no varsity points as a freshman, and you're two-thirds of your way through, or three-quarters, your senior year. As you were up there in Crandon, as you've come close to it, were you thinking about it? I was. I was trying not to let that distract me during the game, but it is like... You know, obviously I wanted to reach it as soon as possible, but it didn't happen that night. But I'm just glad it still happened the next night, of course, against DC Everest. Okay, now, you've had to work at it. You're not, you know, a six foot 11 wonder, wunderkind. You've had to grind it out there for your entire career. Talk about what it's taken to get there, because a lot of people, they get to the place in life, Maya, where they say, can't get there from here. Mm -hmm. But you did. Talk about what it took to get there. It took, for me, since I'm like really not athletic, I don't have the height, I wanted to like improve the, my shooting and dribbling ability to be more of a guard. And it just took like countless hours in the gym just pushing myself and all the coaches that helped me along to reach me, to get me to this point. All right, now. You're the, you're the tweener. You're not a true point guard who dishes it off. Yep. You're not a true shooting guard. You're a point shooter. Yep. Because you have to at times create your own shots, mm -hmm. create those opportunities, even if you get some nice picks. And we'd hope Sophie Wendorf would be able to join us tonight as another senior on the team. She couldn't. Talk to us what it takes in terms of changing your game. You know, you got 17 or 19 on Saturday. You've had other times over 20. And then you've had nights where there were two free throws. Yep. So at times it seems like you've had to make adjustments in your game mm -hmm. depending on what was happening with the rest of the team. Fair yep. to say? Yep. So, I like, depending on, like, the other team's defense, whether it's a zone or a man, I like to – I'll either shoot a lot more threes and try and score that way or if it's a man, try to drive and like get to the free throw line and score that way, but. Well, I took a look at the stats earlier in the year, Maya. You had more made free throws and attempts than almost the rest of the team combined. Oh. You spent more time being hacked than a lumberjack in the woods. Yeah. And as you, as you think about that, th does that take a to toll on your body? It, it does. Like I'm usually, I've been covered in bruises the whole season, but luckily no, I haven't been that injured to not stop playing yet. So I hope for to like make it through the rest of my season all healthy. But we'll see. As you've had some of the games when you're working outside, it seemed like I, I've seen uh, fires covered with blankets less than you've been blanketed. <laughs> As you look at that, when you. you does it make more of a challenge because you have to choose whether to shoot or ditch? Yep. It, it is a challenge. Like, uh, the more time I spent on varsity, like, the more IQ I gained. So, like, I kind of, I'm starting to know whether to, like, 
what the best decision was, whether to like try and dish it out or like pull up for a shot or finish all the way at the rim. Like, but now, it just took time. Now, to is one of your best dish partners the other half of the Ot Not firm, and that being Maddie? Yep. Yep. Maddie, your chance to weigh in on what this means to you. She's your sister. You play together. It, what does that mean to you, playing with your sister? Um, it's really like, it's just like a one-of-a-kind experience to be able to like play with someone that you can be like so honest with and like just so real with. You know, we can always tell each other what we need to do better or what we should have done or good job and everything and it just makes it so much easier to play with someone that you're so close with and yeah now is there any rivalry there at <laughs> times come on i mean sometimes just but just I'm... telling thousands of people listening <laughs> is there are there are there times when you you want to challenge each other to see who's going to get up that scoring ladder i mean 100 percent in practice but i'm really happy for her. i know my like role on the team and i know hers so i'm really happy with her and always proud of her and stuff and you know, I'm never going to be mad if I don't score and she scores 20 plus, you know, like I'll be happy for her. So. Talk about how her play has affected the team this year. I mean, again, we don't have a 6'11 mm -hmm. Jolly Green Giant down in the low post. Yeah. I keep telling Coach D I'll check with my contacts in Latvia <laughs> and see if I've got one. But what does it mean because of her versatility and her I mean, like you said, her body's covered in bruises. Yeah. What does that, how, how does that affect the rest of the team? What does that do for them? You know, I think we are really, we really trust Maya as a team and rely on her. You know, we always, like, believe in her to, like, make that free throw in, like, the Rapids game. Like, I had no worries. I knew she was going to be able to do it. Um, I mean, we, I think we rely on her a lot, but a lot of the team has stepped up this year, too. So it's not all just on her, but. And back to you, Maya, before we get Coach D in here. When you take a look and you're driving and you're looking, how much peripheral vision do you have? Do you have the full uh, 180 plus where you can see almost behind you, whether it's left or right, to know where, who's there? And I usually just like from us always just practicing and stuff. I know someone should be behind me to fill. Okay. So I should. There should always be someone there. But I also, I also can like see like just. I always know to look for the person on the block and for the three ball corner. Okay. Three point shooter in the corner. But. Do you and Sophie have kind of a, uh, a, a all knowing relationship nope. that you know nope. where she is, and you are are you know that she's going to get herself open outside for that three yep. if you're not. I don't. I know, I just, we just have this like sort of connection. We've been playing with each other since fifth grade. So like I 100%, I trust her all the time with that. I just, with that shot and, you know. so, so basically she's your sister from another mother. Yeah, yes, 100%. <laughs> As you look at what the rest of the season is going to mean for you and going forward, you're a senior. Any thoughts of uh, going on next year to play some ball? Um, yeah, I, I haven't committed anywhere yet, but there's a couple schools I've been looking at, but probably at like somewhere to play like a D2 JUCO or a D3 school right now. Okay. Or I might go to just Green, UW-Green Bay with my sister Maddie, but I have a couple decisions to make up my mind, or a decision to make up my mind pretty soon. Well, I can tell you this. There was a young lady who 
was one of the few to ever do this. She went from Marathon to UW Marathon County, spent two years there, and went out east and finished at a D1 school. So it does happen. And now we're going to let Coach D jump in on this as well. Coach, what has Maddie and, more importantly, Maya in this case, met to the team this year? Oh, the, the two twins, since they came up as sophomores, you could see right away the impact they were going to have just as sophomores. Um, we had a crowded bunch that first year that kind of dwindled by the end of the year. But the first couple days of practice, their competitive edge was at a level that some of those seniors were not at. And uh, they brought all of them up because they had no choice or they were going to get left behind. And that's just grown and taken off and soaring since uh, their sophomore year. What is the best skill that Maya has shown you and how has she honed it in her two plus years at the varsity level for the Barrel Blue Jay girls? I think her, uh, and she touched on this earlier, is her decision making of when to drive it to the hole, when to shoot it, and when to pass and make for three. And uh, we've talked about that since she was a sophomore. And then last year as a junior, there were a lot of girls around her that would look to score that had more threats. Um, and then this year, it's just developed. Uh, she rarely makes the wrong decision. Um, and it's just been awesome to see the growth in that aspect of her game. Is it fair to say that she's uh, like a, a coach on the court for you? Yeah, yeah, she's a coach on the court and we don't even really have to talk about that. She just knows what's up. She'll come to me with ideas and we should do this or we should do that and like, I love that. Like, cause then she's thinking about what we're doing. She's involved in the game. Um, and you know, they know, like I don't know all that much. <laughs> Modesty always coach. When you look at where would the team be? When you take a look at this year, where would the team be if you didn't have Maya? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, that's uh, obviously hypotheticals are really hard to answer. Uh, I would say this in respect to the other girls, right? Like Sophie, her sister Maddie, hopefully she'd still be there. They would have to step up their scoring production, Grace Ryman. But then when you think with all the injuries we've had, it would have been a real challenging year uh, without Maya. You know, I'm grateful that she stayed healthy, that she's blossomed into the player that she is, and we don't really think or, or worry about that at all. Well, do you keep a roll of bubble wrap around and after each game you kind of wrap her up uh, and, and only take it off at practice sometimes? No, I don't do that. <laughs> I bring that up because she talked about, you know, the tolls that's taken on her body. That's the sign to me, and I'm going to use a, a superlative here of a champion. Somebody who can go out there when the nicks, the cuts, the bumps, etc., are accumulating and still do the job. Yeah, yeah, and she plays a lot of basketball, not just in season, but with AAU. This summer we played 30 games. She didn't miss one. Um, her brother beats up on her all the time on the basketball court, right? Like, that all of that has helped prepare her body for that. She gets used to it. She knows what to expect, um, and she just takes care of her body outside of basketball. That it allows it to sustain uh, over time. We got one more question for you, Maya, before we wrap up this very special segment. 
We're honoring Maya Ott, scored her thousandth point as a varsity player in less than three years for the Merrill girls Saturday at DC Everest. He brought up your brother. I'm gonna ask you this, who's the best, your brother, you, or Maddie? Uh, it's it's a tough it's tough to say. I think we're both we're all good at each of different aspects of basketball. Like my brother, he's better at finishing. He's stronger. I think I'm a better three point shooter, and Maddie's like just probably the best ball handler out of all of us. There is diplomacy at its utmost. She wants to go home and <laughs> have a nice dinner. Maya, congratulations! A thousand points. We'll talk tomorrow night. Stevens Point will be there. Thanks so much for joining us, and congratulations on heading the 1,000-point club. Thank you. And we're going to take another break, and when we come back, oh, yes, it will be time for the Robin Report. Ethan Robin will be joining us next. You're listening to Blue Jay Boys Basketball and Maya Ott right here on Blue Jay 96.3. And welcome back to uh, Merrill Fieldhouse. I am downtown Oliveros. Pleased to be bringing you Blue Jay boys basketball right here at Blue Jay 96.3. And the man you've been waiting for is sitting beside me once again, Ethan Robin with the Robin Report. The first thing, Ethan What's the latest medically on your knee and when you might be able to come back and hit that court for the first time in the 23-24 season? Uh, you know, I've been practicing and stuff still. No contact yet, but I have my uh, post six-month post-operation appointment on February 15th. So um, plan that's the date we're planning on right now. And if that, that, that should be the day that I'm going to get cleared. I have one more physical therapy session left, finish up a couple tests there, and then I'll be getting back pretty soon. So you're basically an addition to the playoff roster. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I, I Talk to us about what this means to you, Ethan. You know, it's huge. Uh, I've had three ACL surgeries, and to be able to come back off the third one in six months, that's pretty, you know, I'm proud of myself for that. And um, thanks to all my trainers and stuff. Uh, I haven't been able, I haven't played in a varsity game since week three, my junior year of football when I was playing safety and tore it originally. Um, so, you know, it's a little nervous, but I'm trying to come back, so. All right, speaking of comebacks, we're coming up against a Wausau East team, and I think it's fair to say at Wausau East, the game was not competitive. Coach Peeper pointed out the points in transition, 25-0, mm -hmm. and it weren't in our favor. Mm -hmm. What do you see from the team tonight, because uh, again, Wausau East is right up there with Marshfield and Point. Yeah. There's three at the top and four elsewhere yeah. in the standings. Yeah. Uh, what do you think will happen tonight differently than happened when we were on the road at East? Uh, so, you know, East, their, their style of play, they kind of try to get under your skin and uh, play no, mental really? Games. Yeah, <laughs> and if they have an officiating crew that's going to if in favor for them, they are a very, very hard team to beat. So you know that kind of, that was part of it too. When we were in East, they kind of had they got under Carter's skin early, and he got into foul trouble, and so did EJ. So tonight, if we keep those guys healthy, we have um, a little bit different game plan, a little slower pace because you know they're a faster team. Um, if we execute that correctly and 
key in on their main guy who they run their whole offense through, number three, we're going to make it a decent game. Uh, but like I said, very talented team, and they like to play a lot of mind games. So we need to zone that out. Something bad happens, forget about it, move on to the next play. If we take a look, Coach Pieper said there would be some new wrinkles. When you take a look at it offensively or defensively, do you have to keep changing up the defense that's facing them, given that they've got two or three outside guards who either shoot the lights out or turn the lights out as they're leaving the gym? Mm -hmm. What do we have to do to make sure they're turning the lights out as they leave the gym with a loss tonight? Uh, well, you know, two or three and five can really shoot it, so we need to key up on them on the outside. But uh, other than that, you know, their big guy, we're going to have to double him down low. And if he kicks it out, everybody's going to have to switch and rotate. Make, make we, we need to force them to do the right thing. We can't give it to them. If we give it to them, we're going to lose. But if, if we play our game and force them to make bad decisions, we're, we'll be all right. Now, when we take a look at the backcourt, you pointed out, because both Carter, Vade, and EJ Wikes last time had fall trouble. Mm -hmm. And yeah, without, without, without those, those two, two, your offense is out the window. Yes, 100%. Coach said that they could be a little lazy on defense and pull switches so they don't have to move so much. Does that mean that we've got to get plenty of motion to make them work yeah, on the defensive you know, end? Yeah, we, we, we got a, a lot of motion and uh, wait for the good shot. Don't, don't force anything against them because they're going to take it and run in transition. Wait for a nice quality shot. Coach says we got to keep them below 70, and we've got to score more than 70. What do we got to do on the offensive end, especially since uh, Carter got a weak, weak groin and may or may not uh, Carson Wellner play? That could mean more time for the professor in the paint. Yeah, yeah. Brody Lang. Brody, Brody's back, you know, which is huge. And uh, Carson's, yeah, battling that. But I think he's going to go tonight, maybe some limited minutes. But if we can use him to just go out there for a little bit and provide a spark off the bench, get a quick bucket, get a quick steal. Well, that last game we did, he had six points yeah. driving the baseline. Yeah. He he picked up some very important points. Right. So, you know, like, it's stuff like that that's going to matter tonight. And finally, the last thing, when you get the opportunity to get out there again after the 15th, are you going to be in the forecourt, the backcourt, or you don't care where as long as you're on the court? I really, I don't care where. That's the first thing. But I think that I'm going to have to play big. Um, I'm one of the bigger guys on the team. And I think I'd be able to, and, and that's less around my knee, not as much sprinting and stopping, okay. you know, stuff like that. Not that that is all going to matter because I'll be cleared, but it sits in the back of your mind a little bit, you know. But, yeah, I'd imagine that I'm going to have to play a little bit of both positions. But I've never really played big before, but now I'm going to have to learn. Well, we're big on you, Ethan Robin, yes, with the sir. Robin Thank Report. You. Thanks so much for joining us, and we'll look forward to visiting with you yes. before our next broadcast. All right. And there you heard it. He's Ethan Robin with the Robin Report. We'll take a quick break and back with more of our pregame show. You're listening to Blue Jay Boys Basketball on Blue Jay 96.3. And welcome back to uh, Merrill Fieldhouse. I am downtown Alibaros. Pleased to be bringing you Blue Jay boys basketball right here on Blue Jay 96.3 and making the sacrifice again. Sacrificing his voice, if not his body, to join us. Coach D, Merrill Blue Jay girls coach, first of all, thank you so much for helping us put together that little segment to honor Maya. Again, we're sorry we could not be there on Saturday to do it live, but... Uh, 
it was finally good for you to get back in the win column, and we'll talk to you before tomorrow night's game about that. But now it's time to talk about the boys. I have a feeling that this is one of those really special games. We don't want to call them grudge matches, you know, but it was uh, a rubbing, and it was very intense and uh, more than a bit chippy. When you come out of a game like that, Coach D, that you're coaching, when it's gotten a little bit chippy, and then you got to come, and then remembering Dan Devine, nobody pushes us around in our house, movie Rudy. How does Coach Peeper keep those emotions in check while elevating the energy so he doesn't see that 25-0 transition point deficit that he saw at Wausau East? Yeah, uh, first of all, thank you for doing that with Maya. Um, Maya was a little nervous coming in. I thought she handled it well. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, like, it's really cool to get her some exposure. From my count, she's the fourth girl to ever hit a 1,000. I don't know if that's I, – I only know of four, let me say it that way. I can't find, like, a stat sheet that shows, like, the all-time leading scorers of male girls basketball. I wish I had that. I don't have that. I just know what the top number is and the four names that I've heard so far. But, well, uh, we were more than happy to do it. She kind of epitomizes grit when you get out there. And that's going to be kind of what this game is for the boys tonight, gritty. Yeah, the boys are going to need to, it to be gritty. Um, the Wausau East is very good, you know. Um, they beat Spash in this league. They beat Everest on a last-second shot. They have lost three of their last four. They lost on Friday by two to a 9-0 Marshfield on their home floor. They almost had them. Then they played a really good Madison Memorial team on Saturday and had a halftime lead and lost. So they've lost three of their last four. They're super hungry for sure. Um, and, and they're going to come in here and try to do the same thing they do to every team, is speed them up, get them to play fast, get them to get out of their character of who they want to be, especially offensively, um, and uh, try to beat them with pace and chaos. Um, and chaos it was before. When you know that there is somebody uh, doing, doing that kind of, we'll call it head game, you can't try to match it. You can't try to get inside their heads. What's the calming influence? Is that where you look for your veteran players, your E.J. Wikes, your uh, Carter Body, both of whom got irritated mm. beyond belief? You mm. called that game with yeah. me down at Walsall East, and that game was that would that one was almost sunk from the beginning with the head games. How how do Carter? and EJ set the pace for the game. Coach Peeper, you heard him in the pregame. We got to score more than 70. We got to keep them under 70. I mean, I looked at the first game of the year, 101-35 over Elko. Yeah. If they decide to run the score, they're going to run the score. Yep. How do you control pace when you're trying to take somebody that's run and gun and turn them to walk and stalk yeah. I, number one in order to do that you have to take care of the basketball they press in the full court they want to press you they want to turn you over number one but number two and i think sometimes um, coaches or people that watch games kind of forget this is their goal is to speed you up 
to get you to take uncharacteristic bad shots, whether that be a 17-foot pull-up because you're wide open or a contested three uh, that they close out hard. Uh, but if they turn you over and get you out of your offense where you're taking rush shots uh, and they don't give up layups in their press, like that's our recipe uh, to, to get a drubbing. And that's kind of what we saw. It just explode. For Merrill, and Troy talked about this in his pregame, right? They got to take some time offensively. Um, when they get a layup against the press, yeah, they're going to have to make them. But when the layups aren't there, uh, they got to set the ball, set their offense, uh, be patient with it, take care of it, make good decisions with it. Um, and then when those times happen, where a turnover happens, where a missed free throw or a missed layup happens, do they have the poise and the composure to move on to the next play, um, to get ready for the next play, to pick up a teammate, uh, to not point fingers, uh, and to stay together on their home floor, uh, knowing uh, the drubbing they took last time, and uh, how, how can we keep that from happening again? Now, Charlie Cayley, power forward, six foot six. Height-wise, we don't match them. So when you've got that much of a height disadvantage, other than making them play with their shoelaces tied together with five pound ankle weights on each ankle, what do you do to compensate for the fact that they'd be a wee bit taller than we? Yeah, uh, we, we have that. Last year we didn't have that concern with Prelo, but we have in the past and this year for sure. Tomorrow night we will. But uh, you have to give them different looks. You know, it can't just be we're going to play behind them all night or we're going to front them all night. you got to try to push them off the block. This is a guy that will shoot a three, will shoot a pull-up jumper. Those shots you, you kind of want a little more than, than, you know, the three-foot or zero-foot layup, right? Can we get him off of his spots? Are you throwing double-team at him? Where's it coming from? Is it the same player all the time? Is it uh, a different person like you have to throw different looks at him when he's 6-6 um, so he doesn't know what's coming and he doesn't know where he, his easy or his outlet pass is uh, when the double comes um, and I think Troy knows that and, and we'll show him different looks tonight as you put together when you're facing an opponent where uh, with the physical physicality and the other characteristics that they show are something that's totally foreign to your style. How do you teach, as a coach, players to play within themselves rather than, like we saw the last time with East, trying to play their game on their court? Yeah, that's a individual conversation, like in preseason, about who they are as a player, what their role is on a team, and can they stay within themselves even in the biggest moments, right? Or even when things are not going well, sometimes that's the hardest time to do it and the most important time to do it. Um, so those are individual conversations in, from my perspective with kids about uh, what they do uh, to keep their poise, to keep their composure in those times of, of hectic. And then if they each handle themselves, uh, then they're able to pick up their teammate and help them out when things aren't going well. But you really rely on your senior to have some leadership because they've been through it, right? It's well over 90 games, 80 games that Carter Body has been a part of through JV and varsity, right? They've experienced a lot. And you got to lean on that experience, uh, poise and composure. You got to talk to them about, like, 
what to expect, show them on film what was going on. Uh, you know, I've always believed that body language doesn't whisper, it screams. And you can see it on the floor uh, when you start to learn the kids. And you show them on clips and you talk to them and uh, you kind of help them out um, uh, through that way. That's been my experience with it. Um, but, but when a team just, you know, chaotic as East is and it's not something you see all the time, that can be a lot easier said than done. And finally, before we take another break, JV game finishing up. Merrill looks like they could bring this one down, although the lid seems to be on the basket from the Pine Ridge Mobile free throw line, but that's another point. What do you expect to see tonight? The Blue Jays still 0-6 in conference. They've got six more conference games to go. Lots of basketball in the month of February. Uh, I think it's almost in high school February madness with the weather and uh, this was a good year for weather. What do you expect to see from Troy Peeper and the Blue Jay boys tonight? I expect that the boys will come out with some poise and composure early. Uh, they'll take care of the basketball and uh, they'll challenge East and hang around. The game needs to be close at halftime and I'm talking within single digits, uh, preferably eight or six, if not, you know, a lead. Uh, but I expect that he's going to have his team ready to go. This has become a rivalry. This is a team that beat them in Merrill last year. Um, so, like, they got to protect their home floor. They got to step up and have some pride in their game. As their season winds down, like, the, the conference is tough, right? It's really tough. Have you ever um, seen it with three teams at the top like this, boys or girls? Uh, the girls were like that last year where there are three pretty solid teams. But not like in relative, like um, when you think about Marshfield, they've just been so good the last three years, four years since Chris Fisher's got there. He's done an amazing job. Uh, East is really good. And then Point, you know, they went to three state titles, you know, not that long ago. and uh, But they're one of the biggest schools in the state. And here's Merrill trying to compete with that. And uh, it, it's... It's challenging when, when teams have double, uh, almost triple year enrollment. Uh, they just have more athletes to pick from the school population, right? Um, but a game team like East has very similar dy uh, demographics, dynamics as far as enrollment. Um, but to answer your question, three teams like this is, is rare. Um, but like Everest is, is a solid team. Rapids gets better as the year's going on. Uh, but Merrill's got one more crack at all of them. The Rapids on their home floor on Friday. Everest tomorrow on their home floor. Uh, so there's a, there's a lot of opportunity for them ahead. Well, we're going to have more opportunity to talk. You're going to stick with us when we come back. JV game finishing up. We'll have more of our varsity pregame show. You're listening to Blue Jay Boys Basketball on Blue Jay 96.3. Welcome back to Merrill Fieldhouse. I am downtown Oliveros. Pleased to be bringing you Blue Jay Boys basketball right here on Blue Jay 96.3. Joined by the one, the only, the inimitable and irrepressible Coach D. While we watch the boys warming up, we'll talk to you before tomorrow night's game, of course. But coming off that nice win, Maya Ott's 1,000 points on Saturday. 
What did that mean to the team? Was that one of those times when the team said, yeah, we got the win and yeah, we got it? I, they all knew, right? They all knew where Maya was. Um, I, we post the scores. We had a plan of how we are going to celebrate it. Um, but, you know, like, uh, a lot of games have got rescheduled. Uh, and it, I thought that that was going to happen on our home floor. And uh, to have it happen in February on the road uh, with how we played on Friday, I think it was a nice sigh of relief for us that, like, you know, we, we went into Everest and understand how Grace Ryman, right, did not play Saturday. Another injury to the team. And, you know, here we are, you know, winning by 20 yet with without three of our top eight girls, right? Like, uh, there's just so much talent within the team. And I think it was a nice sigh of relief. Well, and I talked with uh, Grace before the game, and she just kept it real simple. My head hurts. Yeah. So when that happens, we know it's concussion protocol, and we know it could be a while. Yeah. And now with Clairvaux, uh, still, uh, now she gets to here later this week about where she stands with the Achilles, correct? Yeah, we find out on Friday with her, and if she's good to go, uh, i got to have a talk with her and her mom and see if she wants to play a little bit on Friday. Otherwise, next Monday at East, we're hoping. I think all signs point to her being good to go. We found but she's got to get some time in grade to get back into uh, yeah, in yeah. the game condition. Yep. It'll she, be limited for she, sure. She, she's the Ethan Robin of the girls team now coming off, thankfully, a far lesser injury. Anything uh, update yet on Lily Dahlman? Lily Dahlman's going to be out another week. Um, they're afraid if she plays that surgery will be needed. Um, I think surgery might be needed anyway from talking to her. Uh, but so her and her mom and dad have a decision to make on whether they want to play and have the surgery sooner or like, I'm not a doctor, I don't know, I'm going off hearsay, right? So uh, it'll be up to her. Well, you uh, say what you hear and you yeah, hear what you say. I, I just don't know uh, the right answer. It sounds like so we'll she's find very out So she's very much likely done for the year. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> well, I, I'm not asking you to be a doctor. It's like I only play one on TV. But uh, when you take a look at it, she's down, Clairvaux's coming back, Ryman's down. You, you have to be wondering what's next. Mm. That's why I brought up the bubble wrap on Maya because she said her body covered with bruises and you know, whatever. When you when you have all those girls missing, you also don't have them in practice, right? Yep. We haven't had our, our top seven girls but three games all year. That means we haven't had them for 20, 30 practices where we haven't had them. So it's a JV girl that's playing with the varsity, and that's helping their game, and you see that when they play. Uh, but the level of the varsity isn't where it should be at February. It's just not. We haven't been able to practice as intensely as we would like because um, at the same time, you can't have one of them get hurt in a practice, right? Yeah, I was going to say, do you ever have times where you take a deep breath at practice? Yes. yes, <laughs> yes. Like today, it wasn't too stressful for them. We played Friday and Saturday. We got a very difficult opponent tomorrow. Like, we're just trying to get through healthy. As you look forward to the playoffs and you're come first and you take a look at what it means right now, we talk about our friend Momentum. You got some momentum coming out of that Everest game, but you don't get to hold on to it too long going down to Spash. Yeah, Spash tomorrow. Rapids at Rapids on Friday. I don't know. Like, and we'll be there Friday, just awesome, so you know. Awesome, awesome. 
Like, that's a much better game to come to, to <laughs> tomorrow. Tomorrow we're going to have our hands full for sure. And Is that where you begin to make the decision of how hard you're going to push when you can see that opponent and you can see a beatable opponent on Friday, given your status with healthy bodies being at a yeah. premium? A little bit. You're going to go into that game trying to compete and play with them. Um, and then see how it goes from there. We beat Point last year on our home floor. I know it's much different circumstance now. But you all, we live in this, you never know, right? Um, whether they have a bad game or a great game, and we have a great game. Maybe we shoot it just really well tomorrow, right? So we'll go in and give her our best shot. But at some point, there will be a decision made that way where we might have to pull the horses and go for Friday. Um, but... Uh, to talk about momentum, Clairvaux could come back for next week. We have East Anigo and Everest next week. All three of them are very winnable. The um, seeds come out on Sunday. Right now I think we're a seventh seed, uh, which would give us a home game uh, before we would make a really tough trip on Friday to either Rice Lake, Menominee, or Lakeland. Um, but uh, a first-round home game is what we're really uh, uh, looking for at this point. Well, from a very selfish point of view, with nothing but cars, NBC, five games in six dates last week to, to call, four in five days this week. Uh, my, my voice is pleading the fifth. Holly, <laughs> we're grateful for you. We're grateful so for you. So if I sound a little hoarse, I don't want you to say yes, Mr. Ed. All right, we're going to take a break in just a minute. Last question before we do, Coach D. Is the same kind of challenge here as we watch Coach Garrett Watkins cross the court to the Wausau East bench. Is there a time and a place where, even if it's your home court, you have to uh, you have to coach smart as well as play smart? Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, but like on your home floor, like this is a game that you want to keep competitive as possible for as long as possible, right? And the Jays are good enough to beat them. If they play their A game, they can compete. They can beat this team. But it's going to take an A effort uh, all across the board, in, both on offense and defense. Um, and they're going to have to hit some shots and uh, take care of the basketball. Um, but you do got to play uh, smart and how you use your bodies. They got to play tomorrow again against Everett. And then they play Thursday as well. We're talking a team that played three games last week as well. So three, three games, four days. Sounds like the NBA. Yeah, sounds like the This is what Mother Nature has brought us, right? This is a makeup game. I, I, I'm Tomorrow's seeing that. Tomorrow's game's I'm, a makeup game, right? So I'm seeing that commercial. It's not nice to fool Mother Nature. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Control what you can control. That's All right. Well, we'll we got to take some control and take a break. <laughs> we'll be back with more of our pregame show and the tip-off. You're listening to Blue Jay Boys Basketball on Blue Jay 96.3. And welcome back to the Merrill Fieldhouse. I am downtown Oliveros, flanked as so often by Coach D. I guess we could call you MD, but then they probably make you want you to make house calls, Coach. We're getting ready for the starting lineups. We take a look at the health of the Blue Jay Boys. You should be so blessed. He's got Carson Wellner who won't start tonight because he's got a, a pull in the groin, but he may get some minutes out there. When Carson goes out there, he is the spark plug. As we see going into starters, Caden Worth for 
Wausau East, Jaden Garrett, Jesse Nap Gezeki, uh, get it right yet. And Roswats, I'll get it yet. Roswadowski, and I did not see who the fifth starter is. Oh, the first fifth starter. Charlie oh, our, 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 our tall tree, yeah. Charlie Cayley. They, they, they play seven. All of them average over seven points a game. They're a well-balanced team. Obviously, they're led by number three, Guns Nebzik and Charlie Cayley, but they got very good role players around them three. And we take a look, and it will be Bonnie, and Aiden Houghton, and in between, Jacob Schmelzer, and EJ Weichs. And now let's see who's gonna be at the power forward, and he's going small to start with. He's got Tyson Ott. So we're not gonna try to match, or even come close to matching the size. Small versus large. This is where. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how they guard Kaylee, but at the same time, who do they have uh, at that height that can play it? So Nobody. But they are. They do have athletic on them, right? They yes, do have they small, do. quick athletic. And, and there is the professor of the paint, Brody Lang, who yeah. does technically play forward and center. <laughs> Wikes is jumping. Kaylee controls the tap, coming into the backcourt to work. Wausau East going from right to left on your radio. Well, boxing one from the Jays to start, completely face guarding Nebzgebzik uh, with Andre Houghton. Yep, Kaylee got it down low. Now Kaylee's coming up to the foul line, kicks it out, left wing, shot, no good. Oh, off the rebound, underneath, and cutting through the passing lane. Jacob Schmelzer, 17.30 left. Jaden Garrett had a really good look, missed it short, no block out, got his own board, and then turned it over. Nice defensive set for the Jays to start the game. And going underneath, there's Wikes. Stop, skip, jump, oh! But he's gonna go to the Pine Ridge Mobile free throw line. And uh, let's see who the foul's on. Very impressive to see the Jays go inside early to Wikes, right? Get to the foul line, slow the game down. Great, great start for the Jays, you know, 43 Ross seconds. Wadowski gets his first personal. Wikes buries the first. from the Pine Ridge Mobile free throw line. Up with the second, buries that as well. After that last broadcast game where it's 21 for 26 for uh, Wisconsin Rapids and four or five for the Blue Jays. <laughs> Gotta make them count. Into Kaylee, Kaylee underneath, pretty play! Worth from Kaylee for the bucket. Yeah, very nice. Uh, they're gonna, they're gonna make the Blue Jays pay for a box and one. Two, two, one. Yeah, and sometimes do you need to play the full box? Can you just face guard them and honor the rest of them? Uh, but they're worried about Kaylee inside. And there's Wikes left. Bingo! EJ's got five, as do the Blue Jays. Five, two, 16.35 left on our Dave's County Market scoreboard. Downtown Alderboro's pleased to be joined by Coach D once again. Great inside, outside from the Jays there. Again, getting paint touches lead to good opportunities. Oh, 
Tyson Ott with the steal. He takes it away from Garrett. Body with the pressure. I got the steal. Body. He's got Worth covering him. Right wing, Tyson Ott. NBA three is choosing. Now he cuts, drives left, gives up the dribble. Schmelzer takes it right in front of the ref, drives the lane. Bump, bump, bump. No, but it's going to call the bump and run before. Is that going to be Kaylee? Yeah. Yep. Yes. Really good possession again. The Jays are slowing it down. They had them very spread out. East gets in your face. Drive. Got a bump foul. Baseline right. Body inbounds. Ott. Body. Oh, body gets it over. Commit. Kicks left. Holt. No. Everything missed. Underneath. E.J. White. He's got seven. Blue Jays got seven. 7-2 lead. Not, not the greatest of shots there. He was open. Maybe it was a pass. White Scott's <laughs> all seven to start the game. There's Kaylee down below. Working it around. Good double. Love the Jays defense. They caught him off guard this box and one. There it is. Free throw in the lane. No good. Kaylee rebounds. Passes it out. Worth, all Worth drives in, and no! He couldn't get the spinning layup, and Wikes gets the rebound. Wikes brings it into the forecourt. Two really good looks from East. Couldn't get either of them to go. Another offensive board. Tyson Ott, wing left, out past the volleyball line. Gets it on the right side to Schmelzer. Schmelzer's looking for the cutter. Love the patience from the Jays right now. They're taking. Oh, that was, you could see that one coming, cutting in on the passing lane. Before the shot, they're going to get Tyson on. First personal, first team. You could see that one coming. Yeah, as coach. soon as I say that, Smelter uh, telegraphed his pass there, right? But good follow on the floor by Tyson Ott. Didn't give a layup or a dunk to Nagezik. And now they got to go earn their hoops. Baseline left. Garrett inbounds it to Kaylee. Kaylee's thinking of a three. White says, okay, go ahead. And Kaylee gets in, he doesn't get it, blocked! Ott goes up, Kaylee gets the block, and White gets the rebound! Yeah, nice drive by Kaylee. They got to challenge him. Oh, oh, there goes White! He lays it off the glass, kisses it ever so gently over Kaylee, and it's 9-2. White's 9, also he's 2. Eli, what? E.J. Wikes is the best player on the floor right now. He's got all nine for the Jays. What a great drive. Tough quiz. Got it to go. Oh, okay, on the pass. Oh, that's Tyson Ott's second. That was not the foul you wanted. That's our second. Yep, and here comes Houghton. Andre Houghton comes in, and Tyson Ott goes out. Tough foul. They're calling it tight, right? They're calling it tight. And if I, you're the Jays, you like that. You like that. I was going to say, I think they got the memo. There's the three-pointer for the outside. No good. Kaylee clears up. He loses it. Kaylee right now is completely out of rhythm, when coach. You, when, you give a, when you play a box and one, you're going to give up open shots. Radowski had a great look. Missed it. And, uh, yeah, Kaylee uh, off his hand. Off his leg. Oh, driveling through traffic. Ah, oh, Schmelzer drops it right in front yep. of the. Again, the he's press. He dribbled through it. Nice, right? But it speeds you up. Then you got to make the next decision. And you don't always know where guys are. You know, well, and he knew where he was, but it went right through his hands. Mm -hmm. But that was not the 
deliberate pace that Coach Peeper wants. Yes, yes, and that's what East does to you. Driving lane, running one-hander, and Garrett puts it down. That cuts it to 9-4. Very nice drive from Jaden Garrett, Coach's son. Could he finish with the right? Aiden Houghton gets it to Andre. Andre, he's got Kaylee on him. Talk about a mismatch. There's Aiden to the hoop. No good. It's a shot like that you'd like to see Aiden be able to finish, right? Yep. Nice drive, lane open. There's Maybe he could have took another dribble in. Kaylee for three. In and out. Again, those are the kind of shots you have to live with, right? Went in and out, um, but he's 6'6", right? Yep. If he's shooting threes, we're doing all right. Down to Wikes. Wikes has got worth it. all oh, across court. Andre, Aiden up, knocked away. Again, a little telegraph there, right, Coach? Yeah, little telegraph. EJ on the block, I would have liked to see him work a little more. He gave it up to an open guy. Um, then, you know, telegraph, careless pass. Blue Jays got it back, though. And now it's He's got to get it in bounds. He gets it back. Houghton, he drives the lane, kicks it out. Oh. Houghton to Houghton to Wikes. No good. Oh, just a little bit off and a little short. 9-4 Blue Jays, 12-20 left. Great pass by Houghton. Way to draw the defender. Uh, nicely done. They got it into Kaylee. Under call and a block. Oh boy, EJ Wikes looked like he had position there. First personal third team foul and going to Pine Ridge Mobile free throw line for two. It's Charlie Cayley, all six foot six of him. Yeah, tough call there, but when the guy's bigger, like it, sometimes it feels like you gotta have just perfect defense. If you hit him a little bit somewhere, uh, the ref finds that. And he makes the first. That cuts the score to 9-5. And going out is Worth and checking in for Wausau East is Isom. Kaylee takes a deep breath. Two dribbles. And in he gets it again. Wausau East typically has seven guys that score. Number 21 is a, a new body on the floor. Um, I'm not sure if they're down someone, but it is their seventh guy into the game. Houghton. Aiden looking for Andre. No, he gets it to body. Wing right. Schmelzer tries to scrape off. Body dribbles cross over to Wikes. Wikes. EJ's got to stay within himself. He may have nine of nine for the Blue Jays. You love the pace the Jays are playing at right now. Uh, they just got to continue to take care of the ball. A tough pickup. Oh, short on the rebound. And unfortunately, Andre Houghton came up short. That's two short threes. They can't afford too many of those. But like Wausau East is going to let that guy shoot. I mean that in a respectful way, right? That's what the scouting port says uh, because of the result, right? Sometimes you got to stay within yourself, and there's a reason why you're wide open. Getting back to Kaylee. Oh, oh, there, there's a three. No good. Tried to put it up, and Body is going to get called on the foul. That's 
First personal, fourth team foul. That's another shooting foul. And another offensive rebound for Wausau East. I got him at four, and we're not seven minutes in. Um, got to find bodies to box yeah, out. Yeah, and I'm looking here at the list they gave me, and Bartels. Okay. Bartels is number five, not number ten. <laughs> Yeah, he's one of those seven that averaged seven plus a game. Uh, he puts it down yeah. from the first. Can three, really jump. Three for three from the Pine Ridge Mobile free throw line. Uh, misses the second short. Gets it back. Now he puts up the three. Bartels in and out. Oh, look at that rebound and another underneath. Mr. free throw. Kaylee got it. We had box out position, but when a guy's that tall, uh, it just kind of came to him. Um, then a second offensive board. Now that's six. And uh, the professor of the paint picks up that foul. Shooting two for the Pine Ridge Mobile free throw line. Nap Gazek puts down the first. So four of five from the Pine Ridge Mobile free throw line for Wausau East. And he gets the roll there. Five of six. And that suddenly makes it 9-9. 5-0 run for the Lumberjacks. 11.05 left under Dave's County Market scoreboard. Body gets it in. Gets across. Oh, there you could see that coming from behind. But fortunately, Aiden Houghton. Oh. Oh. A screen. Was that a screen? Was that offensive foul on Houghton? I mean, oh, really my. tough call. Um, they were both moving. Oh, my. He Little didn't. contact. One sold it really well and uh, got himself a, a call. That is that wing right. Garrett. Long three. Yes. And that was Barthels, and he's got four. And that makes it 12-9, Wausau East. Big three. When you play a box and one, you're going to give up open shots to, to people. And uh, he made them pay there. Lang is cut into the basket. Now he does not have, because they've got in right now, Vander, Vanden Sander. And so the professor of the paint's there. And the foul was on. Brandon Seldom. Yeah, it's another guy Baseline that doesn't left. play a lot, doesn't score a lot. There's a three from Schmelzer. No good. Ah, the Vanden comes Re down with it. Really good look there. Really good. Keep finding those opportunities. Vanden comes down. He's a 6-4 forward. They're still playing the box and one, and they called the travel. And coming back in, now they got another. Roswadski comes in, and now another fresh. More subs there. for the East. East has two starters on the floor. Uh, Rodowski, Nibgezik, uh, two guys that don't see a whole lot of playing time. Yeah, Winter's in there now. He's running them in early, unlike the last game where the starters ran for yeah. most of the game. <clears throat> Wikes gets it in the forecourt from Body, Pulls it out. Gets it down to Body in the corner. 
Worth coming back in, no good on the three. Oh, oh. They're gonna call a loose ball foul. On EJ. Oh, that's his second. I see an eerie pattern here. He's got two now. And that puts him in the bonus. East will be shooting free throws the rest of the half. And the Jays have won six plus minutes without a hoop. Napkezek, this is something yeah. we've seen uh, multiple times this year. Napkazek shooting one and one. Oh, he gets the roll. He's now got three points all from the Pine Ridge Mobile free throw line. Wellner's out there. He's going to test that groin. He puts up the second, and that one's down. So Wausau East, seven for eight from the free throw line. Body drives it into the forecourt quickly. He's got Barthels on him. The Jays need a score in the worst way. Body's going to drive. They're going to call it down on the floor. So Very that's good drive. When you need a basket, like go to the rim. Good job, Carter. And that's going to be Napkazek's first personal fourth team foul. And Napkazek goes out. Wikes and bounding it just out in front of our broadcast facility. Ooh, Schmelzer almost traveled on that one. Yeah, held his pivot foot. Thought he had a pass, didn't. Kept his pivot. There goes Wikes up, and he's going to draw the foul. He had a really good look at hand one there. They're just leaving EJ it. out there with two. He's got all nine of the Blue Jay points. And the foul's on Winter. Sometimes you got to do that as a coach. Sometimes it's coaches that put players in foul trouble, not players. I leave them on the floor a lot. Sometimes you get caught. But I haven't had a girl foul out yet this year. Um, but I know the girls' game's a lot different in that regard. White says 10, as do the Blue Jays. Yes, yes. <laughs> and make it 11. Easy for the scorebook, but yeah. not for the not for the team's offensive balance. You, and the Jays go 2-3 zone with Jesse Gonzaga with number three off the floor. And Kaylee's back out. And the professor of the paint is on him. Wellner deflected. He's got the careless with the ball, almost had a turnover. He's got it back, timeout. Garrett calls for the timeout. We'll keep it right here, okay. We're 8.53 left at our Dane's County Market scoreboard. E.J. Wikes has all 11 points for the Blue Jays and they only trail 14-11. Uh, is it fair to say that offensively some of the Blue Jays just can't shake their man and they're a little tentative on the shots? Yeah, a little bit. Um, they've had a number of good looks from multiple kids beyond uh, just DJ. They just, uh, they haven't fallen. You know, they were up 9-2. You know, it's a 12-2 run. EJ got those two big free throws. I think the, the defense is confused just a little bit, caught them off guard. Um, and I expect to see more wrinkles, as Troy talked about in his pregame. Uh, can they rebound enough? Can they hit enough shots? They've taken care of the ball fantastically here early in the half, but six offensive rebounds for East have really hurt them. And Jesse's back on the floor, and we're back in the boxing one with yep. Walner guarding them. Yeah. Well, yeah. Wellner. 
And, and well, <clears throat> Weldner's trying to front him too. Yep, trying to face guard him. The idea when you face guard is no catch, you don't help, and you don't want him and to shoot. And then for the three, Garrett from the, just beyond the arc at the top of the key, offset right. That makes it 17-11. Another open three. Again, boxing ones are, are gonna are gonna allow open shots. Schmelzer drives, pushes shoulder off. Nice play. Schmelzer gave him the little shake and bake. Yeah, very nice drive. He was on him. A little contact to get through. Love the no call. You should play through that contact. Back to the boxing one. Garrett. Over to Worth. Worth in 12 footer. Oh, that one was rough. Missed it short. Rebound oh. by a body into the forecourt as Napkazak overplayed on that attempted steal in the backcourt. Yeah, yeah. Another critical possession for the Jays. Body. Oh, too strong off the glass. He wanted he got, to call. And there goes Worth. Oh, Garrett. Garrett. He's got seven. 19-13. Blue Jays hanging in there, but this is where they've got to... Yeah, missed layup on one end leads to a run out. Little floater on the other. There it is underneath. Wikes goes up and down and one. Wikes has 13 of the 15 Blue Jay points and he's going back to the Pine Ridge Mobile free throw line. Let's see who that's on. That's on Winter, his second. EJ Wikes with a pretty back door. Got the bounce pass feed, was patient. Didn't go up with the shot right away. Patient up, got the end one. Just <laughs> awesome. They're checking over Schmelzer's shirt. Schmelzer's got blood or something on his jersey. Oh, okay. He can't leave before like that, can you? Well, Ott's going to check back in. And I can hear Bugs Bunny be very, very quiet. You have two fouls. Yeah. Yep. As a freshman coming on the floor with seven to go and two fouls, we'll see how he responds. Um, the first foul he had to do. The second one was a little touchy. And um, there's the back end of the three-point play. It is now 19-14. Wausau East, E.J. Wikes, with Schmelzer cleaning off the blood and, and two. Yeah. There's Garrett. Get to get loose. Oh, he tried to drive through traffic, and he did. And he's now got nine leading scorer. Napkazek's only got four three throws. So that makes it 21-16, Bade. Garrett averages 8.7 a game. Oh, he's nine. pushed. Oh, just didn't get it. That was a clear push. Yeah. <laughs> Good to see Carter being aggressive, attacking the rim. Sometimes he shoots. Uh, it gets settled too much, and it's really nice to see him. Last time he didn't get the call, this time he did. East is in the bonus both ways from here on out. The free throw line's gonna be critical these last 6.30. Oh, and he misses the front end of the two. Smelzer's back on the floor now. We're but that's five and six for the Blue Jays. Smelzer's back, yeah. And, and Wellner is out there as well. And Ott goes to the bench. Just played him for 30 seconds there. Yes. Oh, finally, body, nope. Oh, wait a minute. 
They have a line violation. Garrett's talking to the official. So, Wikes now has 15 of the Blue Jays 17. Blue Jays only trailing by four. Now Houghton's back on uh, Jesse, back on number three. And they got, they were playing a double high post there, coach. Yeah, they're putting the guy with the box on top. Oh. And there it is, there's Garrett. 12 points, 24-17. Garrett's having himself a night. He only averages 8.7. And he's, he's already 12. at 12. Bade goes to the baseline, kicks it out. Wikes. Wikes has got Garrett on him. Wikes gets it to Schmelzer, out 29 to left. Wing left. Schmelzer's covered. And, and they're going to call Napkazak. And hits his second personal in the eighth team foul. So. You got to love Paul. Okay, call. Now, now that. Is that a legitimate uh, shift in number? Yeah, when you have blood on it, you just report your new number to the table. Okay, there's no penalty for that. No penalty, as long as you report it. Schmelzer, so Schmelzer has three, Wikes has 15, and East has 24. Yep, it was a foul 22 feet, 23 feet from the hoop, just a touch foul uh, to get his second. He's staying on the floor, which is interesting. Um, Schmelzer puts down both. It's so nice. the Blue Jays are eight for nine for the free throw line. 5.48 left on a Dave's County Market scoreboard. Critical 24-19. They need to get there a lot more Taylor. last little bit. Taylor doesn't get it. Wikes does. Great rebound. And Barthels, who Fuck. has no personals, Five-foot pull-up jumper there from Kaylee. Sometimes them can be tough to hit. And they're now, Kaylee's playing a, it looks like a 2-3 zone. No, it's all man. It's all man well, here. They're sagging off certain people, but it's all man. The ball needs to go to number 11. Inside, there it is. Yes. And Houghton waited. They got the switch from Kaylee. On the number 17 five for Wikes and, they took and, and four for, for Schmelzer. 24-21. When you have a guy going like that, you got to find him and feed him. There's another short jumper. Worth has four. He came that one just outside the paint. 4.45 left, 26-21. Blue Jays hanging in there. Another shot if you're the Jays that you kind of got to live with with how you want to defend. Wellner uh, kicks it out to Schmelzer. Schmelzer's got four. Schmelzer drives all, losing his balance. And a call of a timeout for the Blue Jays. We'll keep it right here. 425 left on our Dave's County Market scoreboard in the half. Any surprises in what you've seen thus far? I mean, EJ scoring 17, like that's not always something you expect. I really am impressed with how the Jays are playing, especially offensively. If there was a time of possession count, the Jays are winning that battle. We're seeing a lot more action down there. They're being patient. Um, if they would have hit some threes that were really good looks, like that score might be different. But continue the game plan. And when you have EJ going the way he is, get him the ball. 
they're in the bonus now. They got to get to the free throw line here in the last 4.30. Yep. And at least the Blue Jays are staying out of the double bonus. They still have. They're at one. seven. Yeah. Yep. East is at eight. But they've been at seven for a good four plus minutes right now, which has been critical. Blue Jays inbounding baseline left. Body gets it into Wikes. Wikes kicks it out. Wellner. Wellner brings rain. Aiden Houghton, and he's going to draw the foul. Oh, he called the pass. jump. <laughs> Did you see Aiden Houghton? The Jolly Green Giant. He yeah. just went right up there. Uh, that's a tough jump. Well, now, wait jump. a minute. They call the jump ball. Oh. Jay's got the possession arrow. Oh, my. That was dubious. His hands were hit as he was throwing it. Body tried to get through some traffic. Gets it underneath. Oh, Houghton short. Houghton does it again. Oh, Aiden. And he's shaking his head. He had the position underneath. Taylor's going to charge, jump, pass. Long three. And there is Worth. He has seven. It's now 29-21, Wausau East. Are they Five second call on in the inbound. Okay. Carter Body made a great pass to Houghton. Point blank, left it short. Should have used the glass, chose not to, and then missed layup. Leads to transition three on this side. And that's a eight know, point lead. Five point swing. There's another three from the baseline, no good. Oh, look at Body taken away from Kaylee. Body's running the floor. Houghton there puts it go. down. And Houghton gets his first, that cuts it to 29-23, 3.27 left. Feels good to get that one for the young man. Like There's Worth again. Short. And uh, now what do they call it, a loose ball foul? Loose ball foul on Smeltzer, he pushed him. I want a dusting for Prince. <laughs> so the guy fell to the ground. I don't know if he sold it or how it looked. Um, well, Schmelzer's got his first and it's the team's eighth and coming back in is Roswatsky and going out is Worth. Worth has seven, Garrett has 12 and and he misses the free throw. Another offensive board, another that's offense. And now they're going to call one on on Kaylee. He pushed off on the rebound So loose ball foul, that's the ninth, and Kaylee's got two. So four guys have got two, Winter, Kaylee, Roswalski, and Napgazek. And going to the Pine Ridge Mobile free throw line, shooting one plus, Blue Jays trailing 29-23. Wellner's got to put this one down. Need our free throws. And he puts that down. Nothing but the bottom of the net. Wellner gets his first. Nine to 10 for the free throw line for the Blue Jays. Get this one. Oh. Oh. Now, wh what did Napkazek do? Why are you blowing the whistle when the guy has the free throw and not calling anything? 
What is going on? <laughs> well, he was speaking in Abkazak. Like Waller was dribbling the ball, Carson, and... And he gets the roll. Poetic justice. That cuts it to 29-25. 310 left. Working the perimeter. Kaylee's working high post. There's the running one-hander. It's the third one was, that he's hit. Was that Rod? Rod's put that one down. I couldn't tell. 31-25. Yeah. Blue Jays keeping this one close. Bodner's driving. Oh, he's going to drive. Stop. Scoop underneath. Hey. And one. Body gets the bucket. What a move. You got to love Body's patience around the rim. And that is the third on Roswadzki. Tenth foul, but it's Body shooting and one. 31 27. Blue Jays can cut it to three with the free throw here. Carter Body made about three moves right oh, there. Oh, and he missed it. Uh, He's 0 for 2. He's the only Blue Jay to miss the free throws. Kaylee shifting quickly. Back over to the side. Driving, kicking, right. Into Kaylee. Oh, they're calling Wellner on that. Wellner's first, team's ninth. Kaylee gets the bucket. He's got four. That makes it 33-27. And he's got one to go. Uh, well, he tried to take the charge, right? He probably flopped a little bit. Um, keep doing that, though. Keep making the ref oh, make no. that call. Wellner flop? No. 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 <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, and Kaylee makes it. He's got five. Big possession. 34-27. Seven points in. Body's got it. He's got Worth covering him. Double bonus for the Lex 214. Body. IJ Wikes. Yes! Big, big shot there for, for EJ. They closed out slow, a little lazy, and he banged it. He's got 20. Snap Gazek. Oh, no! Wellner gets called again on the block. He's got to wonder at this point in time what he's got to do. They backscreened the top of the, the box and. Uh, Allowing it gives it to drive and uh, I mean he got hit right there's a foul there. Two guys well, fall into Welder the floor. just couldn't get up, shift over fast enough. Yep, a little late. Napkazek puts up the first. Oh he's now got five all free throws. Yes. There's the second one. And that one's no good. Kaylee gets the rebound. That wing left shot, no good. Yeah, there's going to be a loose ball foul. And that's Negevzik's third, I think. Are they calling it on him? Let's see who it is. Yes, he's got three. That's ten, and that will be double bonus both ways. Big time board from. From EJ there. And EJ's got 20 of the Blue Jays' 30. Make it 21. Napkazek goes out. 
with his third foul. Their leading scorer at 17 a game is on the bench with his third. And that's the risk you run, especially when you're winning, of leaving him on the floor. And White misses the second. Now. And then on the rebound, Smelter fouled now, Gene Garrett. Does he now get uh, Two nine fouls throws. because he changed the uniform number? <laughs> no. No, okay. Just thought and I'd check and see if the there name was. stays the same. I just thought maybe there was an anomaly in the rule book. <laughs> well, Garrett's up shooting two, and he misses. Garrett's missed two free throws from the Pine Ridge Mobile free throw line. Blue Jays still only trailing by four with a minute 47. Coach Peeper, pleased? Yes. Well, it, it's not over yet. You got to play through the, the half. All right. And now checking in again is Vanderzand. Taking Charlie Cayley off so he doesn't get his third. And the Jays White are in. gets it in. Aiden Houghton back to EJ. EJ underneath. Wellner up and good. Carson Wellner has four, and now what do we have? The same official as before. He's oh, he, just, I don't know what he's calling. He's checking something at the table, maybe with the score. Maybe with the clock. What a pass there by EJ. Well, yeah, that, that's the assist. And then Wellner is... Didn't go up right away, shot fake, let him get in the air, and then laid it in. Just pretty play, as Marty Cook I love the poise it. that the Jays are playing with uh, for the most part right now. 36-33. They've cut it to a three-point lead with 135 and a half. With these best two, leading two scorers off the floor. They're working the perimeter. Wing left. And the straight man now. Straight man. Love it. There's Garrett. Kicks it out. Three-pointer, no good. Carter body. Jump ball on the rebound. Possession to Wausau East. That's one thing that doesn't lie, the possession arrow. <laughs> <laughs> if it gets changed, right? Correct. Baseline left, inbound. Oh, Garrett. Garrett gets out front. Barthels gets it on the right side to Isom. Isom back to Garrett. Garrett, 30 out. Garrett starts to drive. Garrett drives and loses it. Great defensive trip. Like their first trip of man all night because the two stars are on the bench. Lockdown. Fantastic job. And Houghton gets it back in, gets it back to Weiss. Weiss, yes. And they're going to call the block there. EJ gets EJ, up. Yeah. Ooh. EJ was a little out of control there, but he did get hit, right? He went to the ground. Yeah, that was not a flop. That was a plop, plop, fizz, fizz. And that foul is on Vander Zanden. Wyke shooting two. 21 for EJ. Coach Garrett, I love the gesture. No, no problem. No problem. 
54 seconds left on our Dave's County Market scoreboard. One shot for E.J. White. Oh, in and out again. 50 seconds to go in the half. 36-34. Don't think they're going to play for one, do you, Coach? Uh, they might. Just uh, They might have no choice. They run back to their basic set here. There he is, top of the free throw line, going down, kicks it out. Three seconds. Oh. I think I did see the 10th. What up? And, and the cook stove. You know, what a time to call that, right? What a time to call that. That's probably what Coach Garrett when, is thinking, too. When, when you're uh, at home and, you know, you love it when that calls for you. You hate it when that calls against you. Tried to get it in before five, and Houghton gets it back to Schmelzer. Again. Schmelzer's coming with Worth covering him. Just the eight seconds. the Jays are breaking the press with right now. Oh. Oh, my goodness gracious me. He's moving on defense, and they call the offensive foul. He sells it really good. He got a flop. He was tangled up. He got a flop. Oh. Number one, really good defender, really good at selling that, and uh, he got him. He. Yeah, Troy Peeper is understandably upset. Now there was Garrett pushing away body. Garrett with a running one-hander. Got the foul call on Body. Body was a little too aggressive that whole trip. Um, a lot of fouls called in the first half, a lot of them. Yeah, uh, according to my count, 23, 23. But this happened at Wausau East, too. Garrett shooting two from the Pine Ridge Mobile free throw line. He puts that one down. Two for four from the line. Jays get seven 14. seconds. Can they get a good look here? 37-34. Garrett puts it up. 38-34. E.J. White quickly out and back in. They're looking for the three. Houghton goes out. So we got Andre Aiden. Bade looking, trying to get across. Four seconds left. Wellner goes down. No call. Bade. No good, rebound. He had the look, but he just missed it. So at the half, it is the Wausau East Warriors 38-34 for your Blue Jays. We'll be back with our halftime show after this. You're listening to Blue Jay Basketball right here on Blue Jay 96.3. And welcome back to the Merrill Field House. I am downtown Ollieburrows, joined by the irrepressible, knowledgeable, oh, Coach D. How would you rate this first half if you're looking at it from a coaching perspective with the Blue Jays down 38-34? I would give uh, the Blue Jays an A minus, B plus, A minus for the half. Um, the pace is where they wanted. Did I think this pace would uh, be a 34-38 score because he wanted it under 70? No, but the free throw attempt on both sides have gotten the score up a little higher. Um, and I think that's to the Jays' favor. 
if they can continue on this trend. Um, they're going to have to spin some more bodies, maybe than they use, are normal to. But they got East in a lot of foul trouble right now. Their leading scorer's got three. Charlie Cayley's got two. Um, the way they've handled the press and the pressure is much better than it was, you know, seven, six, seven weeks ago when they played in East. Um, and I, I think the game plans work good. The boxing won. Their ideas defensively. Uh, they've they got to maybe rebound or secure boards a little bit more in the second half, especially on the defensive eye. And then the last thing is their poise and composure offensively uh, to get good shots. There haven't been many possessions down there where they've taken a bad shot or turned the ball over. And like their recipe for an upset is right there. I told it six, eight and a half, they got it at four, uh, but it could be maybe a little closer than that. Well, when you take a look, E.J. White's 22 points. Four each for Schmelzer and Wellner. And two each for Carter Bade and Aiden Houghton. When you go over to the Wausau East side, Garrett, three twos, two threes, three for five from the line, 15. Worth two... Uh, Buckets and a three for seven. Napkazak, five and six for the free throw line, and that's it. Rodwowski, two. And when you take a look at all of that, and then you see that Kaylee's got five, they've got seven twos, four threes, a dozen free throws made for each team. 12 for 16 each from the line. Does that surprise you? It doesn't surprise me in the sense that a lot of fouls are being called because there are a lot of fouls called last time, right? Uh, making free throws and keeping the score relative, it's the turnovers that are different from game one. Uh, but it's interesting that East, their top two scorers each have five points. Um, so the rest, 28, have come from the other guys. And if you're East, you got to be kind of happy about, about the way the half went. Those two not scoring, and uh, you're still up four. And and what does it say about the rest of your players, especially Jaden Garrett, uh, the coach's son, who had, I would consider, a fantastic half, drew a couple of charges, our offensive follows too. Um, I mean, all things considered from both sides. Like, if you would have told these coming in that their two leading scorers would have five apiece at halftime and they're up four, they might be on the road. They might be okay with that. Now in the second half is the foul situation for both Rodowski and Napkazek. Is that the key? Yeah, both of them. Now do you go at them, Coach, to try to get one or the other of them or both to pick uh, up their fourth foul? So, like you can, yes. Um, it's really hard to get someone fouled out. It just is. Uh, but I think you could definitely go at three or go at Kaylee. Uh, I would expect them both to start the half. But at the same time, you don't want to do that and go out of like who you are character-wise. So like if three's guarding EJ or switches on EJ because they switch a lot of stuff, there'd be an opportunity to go at him, right? Uh, but you don't want to do it uh, the wrong way and cause yourself a turnover or a bad shot. Well, you take a look at it and 
Navkazak and Rozovsky each have three. Winter, not a starter. Vanderzanden, not a starter. And Taylor each have two. On the Blue Jays side, Body, Schmelzer, Weichs, Wellner each have two. So does Tyson Ott. Tyson Ott, I'm sorry. Tyson yeah. Ott's been uh, that, a lot of that half on the bench with two. Now, is, as you pointed out, that second foul for him was part of that learning experience as a freshman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not a great foul there in the box. Uh, but his first one was a good one. He had to give there and the Jezik would got to lay up, make him earn it. Um, I've, I've been nothing but impressed with Tyson Ott and his growth as a freshman. Given the uh, physicality here, for the most part, it wasn't cheap. You said Garrett sold those two offensive fouls well. Now we know that there's no penalty in high school or even college for flopping the way there is in the NBA. Is there a way that you avoid having Garrett sell those offensive fouls? Yeah, super hard. When you're a really good defender, it's hard to do. You remember a guy named uh, Brad Davidson for Wisconsin? Yeah. Get offensive fouls all the time, right? That's how he defended. That's who he was. Jaden Garrett's got a little bit of that in him. Okay. And he can be a pest and pesky and Sometimes it looks like he's a little nonchalant, and then all of a sudden he'll make a play. And, uh, like, it's a good quality to have. It's something you can't really teach or coach to. Uh, but when someone's got it, like, you you got to scout and prepare a little bit for that. Like, if you're going to go at him, you got to go through him. Now, if you're going to go at him, is he does, with the way he's drawing the offensive fouls, and getting those calls from the ref. Do you have to try to go at him in a different way? Step back jumpers? Yeah, you gotta get him to move off of his spot before you go, for sure. Maybe it's a shot fake or a jab fake, but put on a straight line drive, he's gonna try to get into you and get you to shove him. And if you bump him a little, he's gonna flop back. His hair's gonna flop back, and he gets that call uh, quite a bit. In terms of the physicality, we haven't seen the kind of chippiness that characterized that last game. That's because uh, uh, Merrill has taken care of the ball. Merrill, okay. East is doing what they do. Merrill's taking care of the ball, uh, not turn the ball over where it's layup after layup where that gets in the team's head. The Jays played a really good half, A minus, B plus. And Odd is back out there. So is uh, Ned Bezik is out there as well with three. So I've, I've always thought that the first five minutes of a half are critical. Does well, that gets into Coach uh, Peeper's last 10 possessions. Wikes has it. Blue Jays had it inbound. Gets it to Body. Body for three. Oh, oh. Up, out, and it stays there. Really good look from Carter Body again. They have not hit, shot the ball well tonight. Body has not. EJ has a little bit, uh, but the rest of them uh, don't have a three. Uh, but he has to keep shooting. Body inbounding baseline left. Quickly gets it in, gets it out to Wikes. Over to Houghton. Houghton buries it! Aiden Houghton hits the three. What just a what you big call shot. For. I'm not sure that's a guy you're counting on to hit that, but man, did he. There's work. He goes up. No good. 
Oh, look at Garrett trying to sell the hands yep. off. I just got to get that board. And they're getting friendly roll. <laughs> Worth gets two there. Another offensive rebound for, for the 40-37. Blue Jays close it with the three versus two. 17-10 on our Dave's County Market scoreboard. Schmelzer. 2-3 zone from East. Our 1-3-1 one, one morphed in. Wikes down the quarter. Ott. And Ott got, oh, look. Yeah. He tries to sell that. He's very good at it. I tell you, but the guy has a career in sales ahead of him. This, the 2-3 zone or the zone that East is playing because they're in foul trouble makes sense, but it allows the Jays to slow this game down, right? Work the ball for good shots. Use your dribble wisely. Uh, this can help them or work to their advantage. Bade goes in, passes over to Schmelzer. Schmelzer for three, off the rim. Wipes with the rebound. Jump call the jump ball and it'll go over to East. That was a legitimate jump call. Yeah, EJ went up and got it when he came down. He was met with two hands for a jump. A minute and a half in, the Jays are plus one, right? Can they get another yep. stop? Yep. Still in that box and one? No, they tried to pick and roll, and Kaylee had his back to the play. Kaylee gets it wing right, dribbles out, step back, gets it to corner to Worth. Worth gets it to Garrett, above the top of the key, and to Kaylee. Kaylee free, foul line. Kaylee up. When Kaylee gets it in that position, that's just inviting a three-point play. Yeah, yeah. He gets it right in the middle of the paint. When no bodies are on him in the box, you know, took it in. East oh, back uh, in their uh, zone. Yep. Wikes in the left corner. Looking for the cutter. Gets it to Body. Body goes up for three. Body's three is long. Trying it's, to crash in. Tyson Ott wisely pulls up. 42-37, 15-40 left. The Jays have gotten four Kaylee. really good looks at three. Oh, Kaylee, and he gets the rebound. Three misses, and now, they, now they're going to finally call it. If that on Tyson Ott, that's going to be his third. No, Make that's Wikes. Wikes is third. Pick your poison there. But like Kaylee's just taller, right? Yeah, and he, he missed three, and on the fourth one he got fouled. All he's doing is going up and getting the ball, jumping straight up, and he's got guys hitting him. But again, Makes if he first. gets the ball in that position to start, like, just like you're speaking to last possession, it's tough to guard. The Jays have had good looks on the offensive end at the zone. They're just not going in. Yeah, they've missed. Three Body threes. needs to hit those threes. Yeah. 15-30 left. It's 44-37. Aiden Houghton back to Body. Body kicks it over. Wikes for three for the left. Oh, too hard. Getting it back, Houghton, Houghton puts it in. He's got five. Blue Jays cut it back to 44-39. Garrett, Worth, Kaylee, Kaylee underneath. White, Garrett, three. No good, White gets it. Bade, Schmelzer, Blue Jays. Down by five. Wikes, nice spin move. Oh, and he doesn't get it. And it stays, thankfully. At the <laughs> Great defensive trip down there. 
great look from EJ. Great move, little post up, just couldn't get the roll, left it a little short. If you're just joining us, EJ Wikes, 22 in the first half. Body. Body goes in, drives, gets it underneath the Wikes. Wikes out to Aiden Houghton. He didn't go up for it, coach. Yeah, I thought he should have there, and then he traveled. Yeah. Yeah, I thought he turned one down, then he shunted there and finished it. I think he lost track of where everyone was defensively and thought he had Kaylee there and Tyson not traveled. Blue Jays trail by five, 44-39, 14-23 left regulation. Napkazak walks, walks in, gets the layup. Jays defensively have gotten a little slow and uh, East has come given them some looks in the box to start this half that uh, they didn't do in the first half. Schmelzer, foul line extended, body. Navgazette goes out with him. Body starts to drive. Scoops it. Oh! Straight up. Scoop from too far out on the other end. Garrett. That was their worst shot of the half, right? Four minutes yep. in. Yep. Minus seven. Critical stops here. Got to keep this one. Got to keep it close. No good. Rebound. Loose ball foul. Follow on Garrett on East. That's his first. James first. Kaylee took about a 10 foot jumper on the baseline, didn't go in. Loose ball foul on one. Kaylee went out and he's back in. Almost like an offensive defensive substitution. If you get those opportunities, they're not bad, but I don't know. You might want him on offense. Schmelzer uh, down to Wikes. White goes up against Kaylee. Gets it shut off. Tried to get out of the lane. Gets it to Houghton. Houghton drops back to Ott. Just past Coach Peeper in front of the bench. 13.08 left. Blue Jays trailing by seven. Body back to Wikes. Wikes, Tyson Ott. Spelzer, Wikes, three, gone. Bam. Big time shot there from EJ. He well, needed that Wikes, he's awesome got patience from the Jays. 46-42. going to help that. Back to the four points at the half. Garrett. Kaylee for three. Short. Short. Board. Body's got it. Body's got to get the hot hand. Gets it to Tyson Ott. Ott dribbles. Oh. Oh, he. Bam. bam. Missed the three from Ott. He flopped. And he Jane stepped Garrett on the baseline. Flopped. Good no call. Loved it. And did you see him shake his head at Garrett? I saw the ref shake his head at Garrett. Well, he's begging for the call afterwards. Tyson Ott. Uh, and, and see, there's no short. way to. There, that there's been no, a big time three if he hit that yep, one. Yep. It's still 46 42. I'm thankful that he didn't get the call, but I don't know if the book allows a T for that. Because <laughs> if it did, I'd be teeing it up. Oh, yep, that yep. does that. Napgazek gets the offensive foul, and he illegal injured. Screen. Yeah, he injured Houghton. Was it a legal screen? Really good call there. And and that's going to be on Kaylee. Kaylee, his third. And Houghton's gone out to see the trainer, I think. I'm not sure that they drew blood or what. Minus four, again. Work the ball for good shots, like. 46-42, body. 
Schmelzer, Schmelzer directing traffic. Looking for the cutter. Wyke's calling for it upstairs. Gets it back to Body from Schmelzer, cross court. Wyke's for three, no on the roll. Wellner's out there right now for Houghton. 46-42, 11-47 left. Oh! The Jays are shooting a lot of threes right now. Gotten two to go down. Garrett drives, scoops, too hard. Rebound comes down. Kicked out, Worth down to Garrett. Schmelzer covering him. Oh. Kick. And they're calling the kick on. Bounce pass, hit his foot. You gotta call that. It's unintentional, but it did hit his foot. 11.28 left. Blue Jays trailing by four. Coach D joining down me, downtown Ollie from the Merrill Auditorium. And now they're calling an offensive foul. I think he shoved his own guy down and he called an offensive foul. Oh, and he's, and he's mouthing and no T. He should have been gone. Let it go. I saw that in the first game and that was T time. Varsity, you gotta let this go. Emotions are high. He ran over his own kid and got an offensive foul. Stays in the game with four fouls. The critical possession for the Blue Jays here. They've been empty their last four trips. They need one here. And there's Body on the out wing right. Gets it to Wikes. And now the chippiness is going to start to come. Poise and composure here for the Blue Jays. Body, Ott, Wikes. The temperament is so much different now, Coach. Yes, yes. Body out beyond the volleyball line. He's trying to drive. Kicks it back, Schmelzer. Definitely composure controlled possession. Again, the zone helps Schmelzer for three, gets it! Big time Schmelzer's shot. got seven, that cuts it to 46-45. Big time shot, just what the Jays needed. Napkazek goes in, another offensive foul. Now who's this one on? And a T on who? Wellner. Oh, well. Oh my goodness. He's clapping for the call and he gets the T. Oh my goodness. Did he clap in someone's face? I'm not really sure. Yeah. He, what he, happened was an offensive foul on a screen. And, and now there and, and there goes. So who's the foul on? That's fourth foul on. Let's see, do we have the foul yet? Coach Peeper is going over beside himself, clapping his hands. He wasn't anywhere near anybody, Coach. He was walking away from the play. The, the, ref, the ref thought it was uh, taunting and, and zipped him, you know. So Nap, so who was the foul on? That was on. I don't know who the first. I think the illegal screen was on number five, and the uh, technical foul for clapping uh, was on Carson Wellner, number 33. Well, they've got Wellner now with four fouls. A technical foul is a foul. And he misses. Misses the first. Ball doesn't lie. Misses the first shot of the technical. And you said just a little bit ago, like emotions are high. Well, 
They just raised up just a little bit here, right? Well, knowing what happened, I would have taken some different action. <laughs> I've been there. I've dealt with this, Coach. So they've got Wellner. Now they have him with four fouls. Does it? Did he get two? If you for get a technical, it's just one foul. Do well, they have another foul somewhere else? Well, we've only got two and a half, and uh, I had both of those for Wellner. So I guess this is not a team foul. Now, Coach Peeper is having a discussion I, with the ref. Peeper's upset that it's not a Merrill ball. It's correctly should be Lovemerjack ball after the technical foul. They keep they keep smiling. It was just super difficult. Difficult. One and two on the tee. Jays are minus two. Can Down they get another two. stop? Napkazak kicks it out. Worth gets it to Garrett. They're going to be watching away from the ball. On the official. Napkazak dribbles in. Uh oh. Napkazak gets the drive and the basket. His first field goal of the night, I think. Yeah, now Second. it still says 47. They got to wait. Till there we go. And the foul is on. Number five. Great drive, there. Aiden. Great drive, Houghton. and one. And, and he makes it. the free throw. That turns out to be a four-point trip after the technical. Yep. Critical. 50-45. Body gets it back. Body drives, puts it up. Scoop. No good. He made the drive there. Pretty, pretty finish. Was a there. pretty play. Yep. Just didn't get to go. Can't fall Jays him on. Need to stop. East looks like they're going to play through number three right now. And they're calling a travel. Big turnover. Yes. Travel. Blue Jays down by five. 9.33 left. Jays got three points in about the last four or five minutes. Odd. Covered by Napkazek, goes in, turns around. Yeah! Napkazek was right in the passing lane. Napkazek goes. On. Oh, they're calling White from the block. Yeah. Oh, my. I don't know. I disagree with that. He was falling backwards as it was coming in. You got to be solid. Got to be solid. Yeah. Coach Peeper is talking. Nope. He and the ref are not going to agree on this one. Napkazek goes. That is the fourth team foul. Napkazek has got six in the second half. The, the poison, the composure hasn't been handled well by the Jays. So that makes it 53. And the technical foul has been 7-0 East since that point. And Carson Wellner was walking away, coach. He was walking away from the player toward center court. He was clapping. Was it a bit excessive? Did the ref see something? Uh, I don't know that maybe he didn't see. I don't know. Um, just don't well, clap at all. Taunting is back. when you get up and up close and personal, as Jim McKay used to say, a wide world of sports. Maybe he said something that we didn't hear. 
that the ref did here. Like, I don't know that. Well, right? the, Pat Anderson there is one thing about the known. NBA. Whatever the, happens at the end of the game, they've got to answer. Yes, yes, not here. Not here. Not here. Pat Anderson, that ref, is known to give out technical fouls. Um, oh. I've watched 20 games on film to see them. I'm not saying is anything this a, wrong. Is this a, uh, a team that works together regularly? Of uh, no, no. When we were down in that Rapids game, I could see a team that worked together because there were five or six times where they didn't agree on their calls. They stopped it. They got together. So I know when it's done right. Now, uh, <laughs> but you know, but this would be something Coach Peeper would have seen as well that this referee was known for a quick team. Yeah, yeah, and he does. He does know that. The Jays' uh, critical trip. Yes, they're down by eight. Short. Oh, way short for White. White shot near ball, wide open three. And now. Napkazak. Oh, man. Great defense. The, Great. The, these guys have. The, the, I have never seen a team sell fouls <laughs> like this team. Yeah, he's trying to do a bit too much on that drive. The Jays, yeah. you know, talk. We got to pack it in on his drive, and we, they did. And he Jay, Jay's got to stop this run. They need a basket in the worst way. Yes. Body for three. Oh, missed everything. Napkazek waits, gets an inbound from Garrett. 53-45. Kaylee's got Schmelzer on him. Schmelzer's fronting him now. Kaylee cross court, Garrett. Garrett for three, no good. Coming down with it is worth. Now Garrett drives. And Garrett puts it down. Garrett, an excellent effort there. First yeah. points of the half, he's got 17. Very good drive, very good drive. 10 points, all since the tech. Ott gets it. Ott gets it to Wikes. Wikes baseline left. Tried to draw the double. Tyson Ott. They're almost daring him to take the three, Yes, coach. yes. The Jays have made three and a half, right? Three of their 11 points. There's it. Ott again. Body. Cross to Ott, Ott down to Wikes. Wikes spins up, good! He's got 25, take that 27. Every 720 left. Need a stop, right, need to stop. Garrett drives off the glass. What He's a, got 19. What a game for that young man. Averages eight, has 19. Body, yep. and now. Who's that on three? I think that was on That's his worth. fifth. Nope, that's his fourth. Napkazek's oh, fourth, his fourth, fifth team foul. I thought he had a charge before that was his fourth, but well, yeah. my notes are wrong, clearly. And he goes out. 
And coming in with 6.56 left. Blue Jays trailing by 10. Ott gets it in the corner. Oh, body again. Just is not able to hit. That's his fourth missed three. Another good look there. 57-47. Blue Jays. Kaylee. Kaylee drives the baseline. And Ott couldn't put it down. Kaylee has 11. That makes it 59-47. It's a little too easy there. He's trying to avoid the foul. Ott, he's trying to draw the double. Schmelzer, volleyball line. Oh, Schmelzer, be careful. Yep, I knew that one was coming. He hooked him. And that's Schmelzer's third, team's fifth. The first one he, he, he got away with, but I knew the second one was coming. Yeah, yeah, he hooked him. The, uh, the Jays need something offensively. Maybe it's a timeout. I'm not sure, but it's at 12. And uh, they've gotten two points in the last eight minutes. These droughts have been a challenge for the Blue Jays all season, Coach. But when it calls comes on such a dubious situation. Oh, that one was from downtown. Well, that was from Irma Hill. Yeah, big time board there from EJ. There it goes, Body. He's driving. Oh! Oh, he would have gotten it, I think. Body. Now let's see who's drawing the foul. Yeah, Worth picks up his first. That's the sixth team foul. So Blue Jays for the last 550. Body shooting two. He's got two points on the night. Misses again. 0 for 3 from the free throw line. Body shoots the second, gets the roll. He's got three on the night. It might be a big one for him to see go down. The Jays need stops. Stop after stop after stop now, one at a time. Garrett, left wing, coming in now is Isom. There goes Garrett, kicks it out, three from the right. And hitting the three. There's the difference, Martels gets the three, and that's gonna be a Blue Jay timeout. 5.28 left on our Daves County Market scoreboard, 62-48. Momentum shift, as you said, was on the technical foul. Yeah, definitely. Been a different game from that point forward. As you take a look at the fact that East has started to pull away, the game has been more under control from the officials than what we saw at Wausau East. But when you take a look at some of this stuff, do you tell your players, hey look, this is how the film says so-and-so calls this, and no, things like that? No, that, that's a very rare thing. Maybe you say uh, this official, this crew, can maybe call it a little tighter. Certainly as the game goes on, sometimes you might say those things. Okay. But like, you don't want girls thinking about that. You don't want players thinking about that. A foul should be a foul regardless of where it is. The technical foul like changed the game, and that's just unfortunate. Uh, it's really unfortunate. Uh, the Jays didn't handle it from that point forward. Now you got to look. The next foul, East is in the bonus, right? Can, yeah. uh, 
can the Jays yeah. get some points from the yeah. free throw line? I don't think they've been there in the half, or besides Carter Body just was, but not very much. Yep. Now they're gonna face guard EJ. Good pass. There's underneath. Good pass. Oh. Now they're gonna call that they, for two. They call the foul on the ground. He called down the ground, so uh, one and one here. Really good pass. 5-12 left, let's see who the foul's on. On 21. Okay, well they haven't posted it on the board yet, so. That's the seventh, Wikes shooting one and one. There it is. EJ puts it up, puts it down. Wikes has 28. Wikes puts up the second. Oh, that's short. And getting the rebound on, gets it to Wikes. Wikes for three, Fair. goodbye. Wikes now has 31 points. A four point play there, cuts it to 10 with five to go. Garrett kicks it out right side. Barthels kicks it out left. Isom in the lane, up no good. Oh yeah, now, now they're gonna call the foul on Barthels. EJ got the board, he was solid. And the guy was under him and he just kind of tripped him. Why that doesn't maybe seem like a foul, like you cannot yep. trip anyone. You cannot trip them. So that's gonna take it to the eighth. Jay's got foul. a chance to cut it to eight here. And one and one and coming back in. Radwazowski and going out is Isom. Back on because Jesse Nagepsik with his fourth foul. Four fouls on the floor. Yep. Wikes. Oh, he doesn't get the roll. Big miss from the line there. Nope. Now the East needs to take the air out of the ball a little bit. Kaylee does a nice roll away. Oh, Napkazak, a beautiful drive and backhander. He's got nine in the second half. Great move, great move. Wikes was trying ball. to get a hold of, get ahead of Worth. There goes Schmelzer in. He's fouled, yes! Yes! Schmelzer got him in the air, gets the bucket. That's gonna be Kaylee's fourth, I believe. Jacob Schmelzer's had a fantastic game. Really good game for yep. the for Four the in junior. the first half, five in the second half. He's shooting one for the Pine Ridge Mobile free throw line. And he doesn't get it down. Knocked away and it's gonna stay Jade's ball. But the Blue Jays in the second half, two for five for the free throw line. At 10. Body looking to get it in. Yep, it's five second call. Now he called for the timeout and they are recognizing the timeout for the coach. 20 second timeout. Now he can't run out on the course to call a timeout. He's totally dependent on that baseline official listening yep. for the timeout call. 
Yep. He did put his hands in, point to his fist, and then awarded the timeout, which is definitely interesting. But uh, Yeah, because he'd already called the five, yep. and Troy Peeper indicated he called for the timeout. And there was the same official that made both calls. He just gave him the benefit of the, the doubt there. Uh, well, a lucky, a lucky decision I, I, there. I, I appreciate the fact <laughs> that you practice charity. I don't know how much officiating you've done. I've done a fair amount. I've done I, virtually none. Okay. Well, that's why I can say I think what I it's do. a really hard job. I think it's a really hard job. I get after the officials, maybe at my own uh, peril sometimes. Wikes corner. Bade. Oh, side of the basket. Side of the backboard. There's Worth, gets it top extended, 3.53 left, east by 10. Garrett, oh, try to cut through, Aiden. Napkazak, no good. Great defense there by Tyson Ott. Schmelzer gets it to Wyke, Wyke drive. He's hit and one! <laughs> Wyke has another two. 35 points for E.J. Wikes, and he's headed back to the Pine Ridge Mobile free throw line, and that's going to be it for Rod Roswadski. Or Roswadowski. I apologize for not knowing, but either way. <laughs> I think way. you got it the second time. Roswadowski. Tough but, name. So is number three. And, yeah, and so is E.J. Wikes. You know, you talked. My aunt talked about body bruises. I think he, EJ's going to have a few. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and he missed again. Another free throw miss. He's having a tough time that after eight fourth. for ten in the free throw department in the first half. Sixty-four fifty-six. Blue Jays down by eight. Garrett. Garrett just trying to dig. Coach Garrett is not pleased with his yeah. ball players. Like there was close to a five second count because he wasn't doing anything. And, yeah, uh, Garrett was giving him the look. Yeah, that's his son, right? Oh, no, 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 I meant Garrett was giving Body the look, oh, sort of like yeah. wanting to see him <laughs> commit and overcommit. Obviously, oh, okay. Garrett's got it enough that he can go to his offhand. One of the things I always told my girls when I coached girls was do not overplay to the strong side. Now, you know and I know that there's a lot who still can't go with that offhand yeah, until yeah. they get very experienced. But Garrett can, and yeah. he was he was almost trying to get Bade to commit. Yeah, his head coach didn't like him like the five-second count was nearing uh, and wanted to talk to his team about that. And that's the inbound play into... Napkazek in the backcourt. Now He's they're covered going. By North eight. Carolina four corners here. Yep. They're going to run the clock, win it at Dean, the free throw line. Dean Smith is watching from somewhere. Now they're calling Houghton. And, and, and he's got his third, and that's the Blue Jays' sixth. So next so one. one more for bonus. Yep. And, like, it's smart basketball from East, right? Like, time and score is an important factor here. It's on the Jays to do Kaylee something. Kaylee gets it in. Napkazek. 
Napkazek to Worth. Bodies gonna pick up his third. That's the team's seventh. And that'll put a Worth at the Pine Ridge Mobile free throw line. Blue Jays down by eight. Worth misses it. And Napkazek. That's his fifth. And they're calling Napkazek. And he's fouled out. He, I don't, and that's going to be. It looked to me like he just reached over his back and grabbed it, which you can do. Like, there's got to be contact to be over the back. Well, there was contact. The question is, what, when he went over the back, see, when you, if you're ducking on the, on, the, on the rebound effort, you can draw that one. No, and Jays now Schmelzer. Have missed their last three free throws. They need this one. And he gets the roll. Schmelzer with 10. That's that cuts it to 64-57. Checking in right now is Winter. It's, you know, Wausau East leading scorer is out, right? Yeah. <laughs> yep. And they Schmelzer missed misses this. the second. Offensive board. Oh, they didn't call the timeout. Yep. Good. They called the timeout before he got called for rolling him. He might have got rolled. hit coming down, I thought. Yep. But uh, Jay's got the timeout, 2.43 to go, down seven. Oh, uh, yeah. See, Coach Garrett does not get very animated. In fact, you notice he, he sits. <laughs> today on the road. That's okay. not an all-the-time thing. Okay. Now, is that a deliberate strategy? Probably. Okay. Sometimes, uh, uh, you know, he knows who that official is. They probably have some history maybe, right? Okay. And, like, it, he has to keep his team's poise and composure, right? Right. Because you've seen some of that be a problem tonight. Yes. And uh, he, he's got to lead a certain way, and I think he's done a really nice job tonight that way. Um, uh, much different than we saw at yes, Wausau East. much different than Wausau East. And that's what a home floor can do to you. Where you shoot every day, where you practice every day, should have some pride in defending the home floor. And uh, the Jays have given a good effort tonight. I know we talked about the very tough time with three shooting for you Friday, and I hate to bring it up. Two for 30, not quite as bad, but still very rugged for Carter Bade tonight. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's hard because you have to tell them to keep shooting. Yep. Right? You, you. Oh, look at that. Tyson Ott travels in and puts it down. They finally let Ott's first two of the game. 64-59, 2.28 left. They were really up aggressive on him. Oh, knocking it away. There's Ott. He goes in. So Garrett gets called for the block, and Garrett is hurt. Garrett has gone down hard. He's holding his right ankle. A tough block card. Charge call, got the block, missed the shot. What a defensive play by Tyson Ott. Anticipated that, read that, and uh, it's going to be at the free throw line, shooting two down the five. The trainer, thankfully, is out there right away. So Garrett draws that. Foul, that's his second. Yeah. 
Now this is going to be critical. These missed free throws he, uh, are, are coming back on the Blue Jays in the second half. Garrett Three. stayed down a little late that the trainer went down, Six. the head coach came out. He should have to come out of the game. Three for seven. And Three for seven for the Blue Jays from the free throw line. After shooting 12 for 16 in the first half. So Tyson Ott, who's got that one basket on the last time down. Ott with a big time defensive play there, coach. Yeah, big time. Now two huge free throws. Oh. Three for eight. 64-59, 220 left. And it puts the second down. That cuts it to 64-60, 220 left. They're calling a timeout. Yeah, they were going to call a foul. Wausau East got the timeout first. Yeah, because he was playing some bump and run. And now East is down to one timeout. Is that all the Blue Jays have too? No, the Blue Jays, According yep, to one the each. Yes, one each. The possession arrow is going the Blue Jays' way. Blue Jays shoot two free throws each time they can get there. They've missed a lot of them here in the yep. second half. In the second half. It's really been costly for them. Four um, for nine. And if you're Twelve eight, for 16 you can live with. If you're eight for nine, uh, you're four a tie game right now, right? But yep. four for nine. Um, Still 2-12 left. Yep. The fat lady has not sung. No. And, like, they're on an 8-0 run over, like, the past three, four minutes. Uh, it was 52-64. Um, and East is in foul trouble. Their best players out of the game. There's a long game left. There's a lot of time left. I think if you're the Jays, you want to extend this as long as you can, right? Well, don't give up layups. You're trying to trap all over, trying to create chaos. Can you get a turnover like Tyson out was just able to do um, and, and get back to the free throw line? Troy Peeper. Garrett goes into the backcourt, into Worth. Worth to Barthels. Barthels, double team. And they're going to call, call it tight here. Yep. They Ott. had the trap, the pass. They're trying to jump it with Ott, and he got caught early. Yep. It's one and one still, though. Yep. One For the Blue one. Jays, it's, it's two. And Garrett's going to the line. Got to block out. Well, and, and Kaylee's down there. Yep, block him out. Garrett, 205 left. Blue Jays up by four, and no! no. <laughs> Around Garrett. off the backboard and in. I hear Larry Bird and Michael Jordan. Yeah, off the yeah. floor, <laughs> off the board, off the rim, and in. Big time roll, because yep. it is one and one. Garrett, 65-60. And he makes the second. There's the difference. Five for six from the free throw line for East. Yep. Body avoids the trap. Ott. A little 2-2-1 two, two, one, one, one. The Jays are going to get an open three if they work this. 
They've got to get the cutter, though. Off to Schmelzer. Schmelzer gives up the dribble. Got to get it across. Gets it to Aiden Houghton. Almost bumps into Ott. Ott. They're jumping out on him, E.J. Wikes. Schmelzer, Wikes, Wikes, three. Short. Too short. Wikes gets oh, it back. In the hole. by Smelter. Oh. oh. Too Good strong look. off the glass. Good look from Eden. 66-60. Minute 18 left. They needed that one. Ball's tipped. Aiden Houghton. Houghton's doing his best to not draw the foul. Blue Jays. Minute seven left. Down by six. Barthel's back and forth. Worth to Garrett. Kaylee back. They're content to play. Yep, yep. Carter Body, he tried to avoid that one. It's his fourth. It's the team's ninth, so it's still one and one. Tried to get an offensive one. Didn't quite work that way. The Blue Jays had their opportunities, and they've kept it close. Garrett puts down the first. Six of seven for free throws for Wausau East. They're up 67-60. Garrett gets the second. Four of four for him. Yep. That makes it 68-60. 47 seconds left. Body. Body drive. Puts it off the glass and good. And that cuts it to 68-62. Blue Jays still trying. Garrett dribbles through. Gets it down. Kaylee. Kaylee kicks it right. Garrett. Schmelzer. That's his fourth. It's the team's tenth. So Garrett, four for four from the line. Not the guy you wanted to foul. No, no, not the way he's shooting it the last couple. He's had a big night. I don't know how many points he's had. Uh, he's had Garrett has eight in the second half. 23 in the game. Make it 24. Five for five from the Pine Ridge Mobile free throw line. Lots of visits to the Pine Ridge Mobile free throw line. Remember, if you're going over for a post-game meal, Pine Ridge Mobile is the place to go. Garrett, he hits another. 70-62. Blue Jays have 21 seconds left. Ott comes up short. Stepping out of bounds. No, he fumbled the rebound. Kaylee did off his hands out of bounds. Well, down by eight, 17.5. Where's Reggie Miller when you need him? Wikes puts up the three. No, off the front rim. Tyson Ott. Oh, a very clean block from Kaylee, although I would have called the body, but it was clean up top. Yeah. Jay's going to content to play yep. this one out. Yep. Keep it at eight. And Garrett just dribbles down, and that's going to be it. So the final is 70-62. to 62. We'll be back with our Dave's County Market postgame show after this.
and welcome back to our Dave's County Market postgame show. I am downtown Olive Burrows, flanked by Coach D, who's made sure I did not get thrown out of the gym. Yeah, yeah. he did a nice job. Coach, he did a Coach nice D, job. it's 70-62. We saw down by four at the half, four more in the second half. We closed it to even or one. Then the technical foul on Carson Wellner. They ran off, what was it, 12 in a row? Yeah, it was quite a, I don't know what that spread got to. It got as high as 14 at one point at 62-48. Um, but... And the Blue Jays outscored them 14-8, uh, but they just had too big a hole to get through. Yeah. And I'll tell you, what was it the shooting on the offensive end that that kind of undid them that I, they could? I think so. It'll be interesting what Coach says, but, like, I thought their three looks were, were really good. Um, Carter Body had a rough night shooting. Um EJ missed some well, free throws there in the second yeah, half. And in the second half, three for eight from the free throw line. And he had two threes and two twos. So he had 13 in the second half, 35 in the game. Tyson Ott, a two and one for two from the line for three. Carson Wellner only had nothing in the second half. I don't think he went back on the floor after the technical foul. And Aiden Houghton ends up with seven. Jacob Schmelzer, one for three from the free throw line, a three and a two in the second half. He finishes the game with 10. And so I'm looking for one more three. I, I missed something somewhere. I think uh, Jacob Smeltzer played really well tonight, especially on the offensive end. Like, uh, really impressed with, like, knowing who you are. Like, he did that. Um, you know, I just not enough shots went down for the Jays from three tonight. And then they missed some free throws there, as we talked about earlier, that you got to, you'd like to have those opportunities back. Um, because East hit theirs in the second half, right? Uh, they were very good. I thought they did a great job on on Jesse, on number three, their leading scorer. I think they gave Kaylee a number of different looks to give him some trouble. Six for 15, if I got my numbers correct in the free throw department, I said second half, I'll just double check that. Difference in the but game right either there. Either way, they scored in the second half, 28 points, and for Wausau East, You asked Troy points. in the pregame if it needed to be under or over 70. Yep. And uh, what did he say? Under. Yep, and, and uh, uh, there's a 70 here. It got over. And, and when you get, take a look, Worth had two in the second half, he had nine. Six for six from the free throw line, and two twos, 25 points for Garrett. That's his season high, probably his career high. He was really good tonight. I was really impressed with that kid. Um, and for Napkazek in the second half, 9-14 for the game. A three in the second half, seven for Bartels. And Kaylee had two twos, a two for two from the line. So he had 
6-11 for the game. So, so you hold their tipping. two leading scorers uh, to 25 points, right? Yep. Um, I mean, you got to think great effort. Um, that's like you'd be in the game. And they were in the game because they did that. Troy Peeper's coming over now. You want to flip this? All one? right. We're going to flip, flip this mic real quickly. Dave's County Market Post Game Show brought to you by Dave's County Market, downtown Merrow. They value family, they value friendly, and they value you. And coming to join us right now with Coach Peeper, as I'm trying to get this microphone plugged in so everybody be a little bit patient and hopefully I won't mess your ears too badly. Multitasking here as it often happens. And so everybody just bear with me while I try to figure out how to make this thing work. There's nothing worse than trying to get something to work that should and doesn't. There we go. And now we've got it. And joining us right now is Aiden Houghton. Aiden, seven points on the night, five in the second half, of a nice three. We came up a little bit short by eight. Talk to us a little bit about the ebb and flow in that second half. Uh, just we didn't hit our shots at the end of the stretch. And I still think we could beat that team if we play them again, but we don't. And I'm hoping we play them in the playoffs because I think we will get a revenge. Yeah. And if we hit our just those fouls the, at the, the end. outside shots tonight didn't fall the way you wanted to. Mm. You had some intensity. You closed it. Then there was a situation with the technical foul. But you were down by 14 at one point and then pulled it back to within eight at the end. Talk about some of the play of EJ tonight with 35 points. He had a great game, and I just think he helped us. He's kind of carried a little bit, the weight, and just we knew we were still in the game, even down 14. I still think we could always come back from that. It's not that big of a deficit. And he just, those and ones and stuff. Some tremendous defense, and again, the challenge of having to need every one of the free throws, because there was a little bit of a differential there on shooting. You got another game, two more games coming this week. Talk about what you got to do going forward to put some W's in the, on the board. We just got to keep our heads up and just follow through. And we know we can win these next two games if we play like our best basketball, best 36 minutes of the game. And we got we to gotta believe. Okay. Aiden, thank you for joining us for our Dave's County Market Post Game Show. And now over to you, Coach Peeper. As always, thank you for coming to join us. Tough night. You saw you, you saw the gap get closed. And did you get an explanation, whether you could share it or not, on why Carson Wellner was teed up? <laughs> yeah, I got an explanation. Okay. He said uh, he said Carson taunted him by clapping. He was walking away from the play. And Carson was on the floor and clapped, and that was taunting the guy. Okay. Is what I was told. Okay. You take a look. That was a that was a momentum changer. Fair to say? Or am I Oh no, well, I mean we're we're down one. And they just committed another offensive foul. And we have possession down one. And the, the I think we were down what, eight when yeah. we got the ball back the next yeah. time? Something like that? Yeah. So it hurts, but like I told the guys in the locker room two months ago when we played them and we had that situation happen or, or something similar to that, 
we melted down and ended up losing by almost 40. We didn't. We didn't. We didn't flinch. We were goldfish tonight. We just kept battling, doing our thing, um, and cut it from 14. Got it to got within four and make a few free throws down the stretch. You know, a thing here or there. We're right in there. I mean, it's just, it's uh, it's frustrating because I thought, I thought we executed. I thought we executed and played well enough to win. So you take a look at this and much better performance than where you were the last time with this team. Now you've got those next two games as Aiden Houghton says they're both winnable. What do you work on? I mean, you're, you're back at it tomorrow. You, the schedule doesn't show any kindness to anybody at this time of year. No, I mean, the bench is very thin down in the, in the second half and it, I didn't, I mean, it, it's just what I, what I felt was the way we had to go and um, so we, we, we need to rest up, wake up, go to school, eat well, and, and be ready for another physical high-intensity game because that's what Everest is going to be. It's, it's, it, doesn't, it doesn't get any easier at all. Um, but I think if we play and execute like we did tonight, we can beat teams. I told the guys in the locker room, while it would be more fun to be in here celebrating, the way we played tonight, showed that we, we're going to be a pretty dangerous playoff team when, when, it, when it comes playoff time. Everybody's coming through healthy, which is a definite bonus right now. And with the reduced practice time, was the free throw shooting as critical as the numbers said, or was that just great first half, mediocre second half? I don't even know if I would say mediocre second half. I thought we played well in the second half, too. Um, it's just free. Th I mean, we got to be better than that free throw line. It's, we're, we're sending the guys we want to the line. Um, we're doing a good job attacking. We just got to we just got to cash those in. And I mean, of course, we we're coming off three games in four days last week. We got the same thing this week. So I'm sure the legs are a little heavy. And you know, it is what it is. It's, I'm not, you know, I'm not I'm not saying anything bad about the guys that missed free throws because I guarantee you they'd come here and say the same thing, that they need to make the free throws, and, it, and it's fine. I mean, I get it. it. It is what it is. It's part of the game. Positive, we got to the line 27 times. That's got to be the most this year. Um, but minus six on it. We got we to gotta, we gotta win the free throw battle. Um, take care of the ball, which I think we did very well tonight. Actually, I don't, I didn't, I don't know the totals and uh, my stats here. Louis kind of... <laughs> iffy on my tur turnover total, so I don't trust that. Carson Wellner, who came in with that groin injury, gave some very important minutes, regardless of what happened or didn't shouldn't have happened on the technical call. He 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 gave it a, a great effort, considering the fact that he was coming in a little bit on the lame side. Yeah, he said after one he felt great, so he was going to get in the rotation, get good minutes, and and we'd go from there and. I thought he gave really good minutes, great, great energy. Um, but I really can't give enough credit to it, really Carson and Aiden. Like, usually when you go kind of gimmicky on a defense, you go box and one or something, it lasts for a while, but then, then it kind of almost stalls out a little. I mean, really, if we don't get down, they never really did a lot against it. Yeah, Garrett hit some shots, but guys that were shooting were guys that we were okay 
shooting. We weren't going to let Nab Gezik beat us. And I mean, he finished with 15, but they were probably the hardest 15 points he's had all year. Overall, then, a plus, given those next two games coming up, as you said, we're going to be a team to contend with. When you take a look at this game and the performance and how you've improved, obviously you'd like that first playoff game at home. Yeah, I mean, yeah, everyone wants to play at home. That's yeah. the ideal. Um, yeah, and when I say we became a team that could be dangerous or will be dangerous in the playoffs when I told the guys that, that is if we're not satisfied with an eight-point loss. We realized we could play with them, could beat them, but now we have to, it can't just be, that can't be the new trend, to stay in games and not, and not finish them. So, so while great positives from the last time we played them to this time, and, and I think we showed how dangerous we can be, now it's a matter of not, not settling or being satisfied with being, could be dangerous, and now turn around and actually finish this run and be dangerous. We will look forward to picking up uh, tomorrow night. We'll be with Coach D and Stevens Point. We will be back with you in Friday on Rapids, and we will look forward. We play Thursday against Smash. Smash. Okay, I've got my got. All right, where's my schedule? I am sorry, Coach. You're fine. Oh. Just making sure you're at the right spot. Yeah, this this is why I have my schedule color coded. Girls Friday, Thursday. We're with you in Point. Here. Here. That's what I said. <laughs> It's going to be one of those weeks. Five and six days last week, four and five days this week. I'm almost trying to catch up with you two guys. We will be with you Thursday here, Friday in Rapids, tomorrow in Point, and Wednesday I will be home collecting my thoughts, both of them. Coach, thanks so much for joining us for our Dave's County Market Post Game Show. Sounds good. Go, Jason. And I'm going to give the last word to you, Coach D, as I try to figure out where I'm going. You know, and NBA is nothing but airports. For me, it's NBC, nothing but cars. Yeah. Or NBV, nothing but vans at the Black Knight. I thought uh, the Jays gave great effort tonight. Coach gave them a game plan to give them in the game. They were in the game. They maybe didn't hit enough shots, didn't hit enough free throws. But great effort. But at the same time, we're not in the business of moral victories, right? We're here to win. That's the goal. That's their task ahead, and uh, they'll come out ready to go tomorrow night, as I'm sure. And uh, hopefully uh, they can get another one in the win column. It will really help their cause um, to get a home playoff game because that comes out a, a week from Sunday for the boys. Now, your is this Sunday. Is this so Sunday. the week that you have, point tomorrow, and then on Rapids on Friday. Those two games are kind of crucial to your seeding. So, yes? like right now, I think we're a seven seed. I think we're enough ahead of the eight seed. Um, Friday's game could be a real critical game because for us, we want to finish six and six in the league, and we can't do that without a win on Friday or a win tomorrow, right? Playoff-wise, I don't know that we can. If we lose both, I think we can still be the seven. Uh, River Falls, the team that's behind us, has a really tough week. Um, they would have to pull an upset in order for them to leapfrog us, which they are capable of doing. Uh, but if we win on Friday and take care of business, we'll be uh, right where we want to be 
has the seventh seed on our home floor, probably against that Ashland team that we played earlier this year that we know a lot about. Um, so we're excited for that. We're excited for this week. Um, big key for us is stay healthy tomorrow. we got to yes. stay healthy. Absolutely. Well, as always, Coach D, thank you so much for joining us. Final score again, Wausau East 70, Merrill Blue Jays 62. You've been listening to Blue Jay Boys Basketball on Blue Jay 96.3. Back tomorrow from Stevens Point with the girls. Good night. You've been listening to Merrill Blue Jays Boys Basketball on WJMT. Tonight's game has been brought to you by... Dave's County Market, Culver's of Merrill, The Pizza Shop, Park City Credit Union, West Side Market, One Way Collision Center, Subway of Merrill, Lincoln Windows, Church Mutual Insurance, Napa of Merrill, Chips Hamburgers, Ron Piffle Optometrists, Pine Ridge Convenience Store and Arby's of Merrill, Merrill House of Music and Home Entertainment, Bergner Contract Carriers, Nicolay Bank, The Merrill Ice Draggers, Wendorf Bus Service, and The Merrill Boys Basketball Booster Club. Listen all season as we bring you Merrill Boys Basketball on your voice for Merrill Blue Jay Varsity Sports. WJMT.